With Geek oh Shark. Oh <laughs> Let's get Jesus. some sexy time going together. He's blowing out Ooh. my eardrums, man. Baby, you look amazing. Oh my god. Wow, you're so soft and warm. This guy walks into a talent agent's office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd's gonna love editing this one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get him. Oh my god. I we backed went off. I backed off from the mic. Yeah, we went from the smooth, silky sounds to the, oh my god, my ears. Yeah. I have no more eardrums. That's oh right. yeah, back at it again. From yeah. coast to coast. Coast to coast, geek shock. You got Crazy. kind of a raspy, like a Clint Eastwood going on there. Well, I wasn't meant to do that, but whatever. I wasn't meant to do that, but I... My goddamn brand to Make my day! That's not working for me. <laughs> Take those silky smooth lips and wrap them around me. Oh, yeah. A man's got to know his limitations. Oh, boy. Speaking of limitations, yeah. please limit your voice. My God, that hurt when you know. <laughs> You're damn right it hurt. It hurts. In it so has, many ways, other than just the auditory pain. It's 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 not intimate unless it's penetrating. He's over there calculating <laughs> something. I'm trying to figure out my weak and geek. Oh. No, you're, trying to figure, <laughs> you're now trying to figure out your weak and geek? Uh-huh. All right. I can't multitask when I'm driving trying to get There is definitely fast. an echo in here since I moved out. Yeah, well, that's... You need more shit on the walls. I do need more shit on the walls. Shit on the walls and less bottles filled with uh, fluid to absorb (laughs) sound waves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 652. I'm your substitorgo, 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarg. Special guest star, Professor Biggs. And we're here to talk Week and Geek. Todd has to work again, so... I'm running the board. For the next five weeks, right? Uh, it's very Why? possible he'll be back next week, uh, also subject to change. His schedule is kind of up in the air right now. And Deb He's had to work, now, so she's not here tonight. Yes, Deb had to work. Uh, and Todd's juggling two jobs right now, so Ooh. we'll see what happens. Uh, probably one of those will go by the wayside, but I'll let him talk about that what are you saying when he comes there, back. Folks, is we need more Kofi members so he doesn't have to juggle two jobs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a lot of Kofi members. That's, that's a lot more Kofi I, members I, I before we get that. that. You know, the Kofi and special special thank you to all of our Kofi members though because you keep the lights on, you keep the boards running, you keep you sending box. us crazy stuff to to eat and drink. So Hey, speaking of Kofi uh, members, congratulations, King Vald, on uh, producing a, a, a new potential Kofi member for us. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so we have an open slot, you say? Uh, no, no, we don't. Oh. He, he, <laughs> he had a kid, dude. <laughs> oh. Wow. One day, she'll, she'll grow up, she'll get a job. Oh, I see. You know, and then, like 15, 16 years. And then you're talking about like when we're in retirement homes yeah. and we're all like, well, when welcome the, to Geek Shack. Listen, when if, I'm here, if I'm here in 15 to 16 years, uh, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be when the, when, the, when the podcast is run by Barry Deb. 
<laughs> little Barry Dip. Well, I've little been, Yub Nub. I've been doing Geek Shock since '08, so yeah, yeah 14 years for me. There you and go. then <laughs> Ugly Couch Show before that, so that'd be Barry and Kirsten and yeah, I. And yeah, Matt, look, look, look that, over at Jeff. That's your future. Before that, Todd. <laughs> and I, Fuck that. Todd and Paul and I. So that was what late '06 is when we started Ugly Couch Show. That's there about you right. Go. Yeah. Crazy. I joined in 2010. Well, I actually, you guys. Had well, that was the year. On, yeah. That's when I got regular. That was the year Kirsten made contact. I mean, <laughs> it took a while for Kirsten to get Or was regular. it Odyssey yeah. 2? Depends on which, which one you're yeah. going for. But uh, yeah, so um, we yeah. have special guest, Professor Biggs, drove, literally just drove into town. <laughs> yes. Came right into the podcast. What are you in town for, yeah. Biggs? Uh, you know, just whatever. Just kind of <laughs> just hanging out. Just yeah, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, out. Uh, it's the uh, creation. Uh, I guess they can't call it the Star Trek convention anymore. Wait, what? The 56-year mission. The 56-year mission. Yeah, two years ago they lost the official the ability to use the official Star Trek convention. Well, they yeah. can be a Star Trek convention. Yeah, yeah. They just can't be they the can't, Star Trek They can't convention. actually use the word Star Trek so convention. Really? Paramount, yeah. Yeah. Paramount came it's down the, with a bunch of lawyers and uh, said, read this. No, yeah. they, their contract was coming up and CB Oh, Paramount chose not okay. to renew. Yeah. Did, so they it's called the 56-year mission. They didn't year. renew with anybody? No. Uh, read Pop. Yeah. There's uh, there's one coming up, I believe, next year in Seattle that is the, quote-unquote, official Star Trek convention. Yeah. It was in mm-hmm. Chicago last year. Yeah. Exactly. Was um, it as big as the one here? Apparently not. Ooh, ooh. From people that went to both, they were like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're still really trying to establish their their fan base for that particular company, but uh, Creation's been doing it for so long, you know. Even people that hate them are still going. <laughs> they they hate attend these conventions. Fucking Creation, I'm not going to give them my money, but I'm going to buy a Groupon and only give them half my money. Except they didn't which, have Groupon yeah, this year. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I've been guilty of that too. I bought the Groupons. Yeah. You going so, all the days or just no. a few? I... Uh, I procrastinated thinking, you know, it's... There'll be a Groupon. <laughs> a, there'll be a Groupon, but then I kept hearing, no, 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 they've already officially said there's no Groupons this year. And then I was like, well, they're not going to sell out because we're still dealing with Coast Povid. Coast Povid. Coast Povid, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Coast to coast, ladies and gentlemen. What are you talking about? The pandemic's over. If you're playing yeah, at home, right. everyone's drinking. Well, apparently it is <laughs> because uh, Friday and Saturday were sold out by the time I went to look for to get tickets and so it's just tomorrow and sunday they're still available well talk to me after the show because a mutual acquaintance just announced that he has covid and will not be going and i believe he already bought tickets so uh, you might have access to some gas if you really want gas steve okay go for it gas GAs. general admission for people who don't know better yes Uh, yeah so i was and then of course (laughs) uh creation did not publish a schedule last week Except for general, we're going to be open from here to here. <laughs> wow! And and they haven't, as of today, they still haven't published the. How do you know the, what yeah, days you want to? They go? did publish it today. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, actually. Okay. Is that the Rio still? Uh, no, no. Uh, Bally's. Yeah, Rio's having a big renovation. So this year they're at Bally's. Next year they'll be back at Rio. Uh, yeah, they're at. Uh, well, Bally's is in the, in the middle of a name change too. <laughs> yeah. To Horseshoe. Um, so. Uh, which, that's going to be confusing. The horseshoe? Which cracks the horseshoe. me up because that's an old school. Super old yes. school. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas Strip Casino. Well, yeah. yeah. Not that's, even Strip. Fremont Street. Right? Yeah. 
The horseshoe well, was on Fremont, yeah. It was downtown. Yep, well, was. isn't it still? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so what, what, what? Caesars Entertainment bought the horseshoe brand years ago because they wanted the World Series of Poker. So are they going to rename the horseshoe downtown? It's not been the horseshoe for a long time. Well, what is it? Wow, I don't you even know. Been downtown in a while, huh? No, I have. I just don't go down that side of town. For it's, people who don't know, in, in Vegas, I think they just renamed it Las Binion's. Vegas Boulevard. And you, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's 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 because yeah, it used to be sense. Binion's Horseshoe, Binion's but I believe horseshoe. they just changed it to Binion's. You go down yeah. Las Vegas Boulevard to Fremont Street, and then if you take a left, Fremont Street. You get is, stabbed. You, you get yeah. stabbed. There's crazy people, and they're supposed to stand in circles. They yeah. rent a circle, and then they can. You can take pictures with them, or some of them are half naked. It's it's really not oh, good. Yeah. All the worst people are naked yeah. down there. No, no, no. <laughs> Go the opposite way. You don't want to see that. I want to pay for them to put clothes on. <laughs> so sounds, you go right. Oh, so you, so you have been to the Girls of Glitter Gulch then? Do I? Have. <laughs> yes, I have. Oh. Um, that place was horrible. And the I drinks went there were awful. One, I went there one time. I was there five minutes. I turned around and walked right out. <laughs> and it was it wasn't even planned. We were there, and the guy's like, "Hey, come in." Free, no cover, yeah. Uh, no drink minimum. Come right in, and we're like, okay, oh, why not? Did, we're right here. Did you at least find a seat when you went in there? Because I oh, would no, there was Rhino. That and was, it was like, well, that was the thing. It's like Spearman once Rhino. we got That's in, once no. we got in there, there were no seats except for the reserved areas where the bouncer is like, hey, I can put you over here if you buy a bottle and it's this amount. And we're like, nope. <laughs> we turned around and went right out. Yeah. Because yeah, not to mention that and Spearman you know. Rhino, we went CES weekend, which was oh god, oh no, yeah, dude. big mistake. So it was like standing room only, but you couldn't just stand and loiter. Nope. You had to keep moving. So yeah. it's just like you're just walking mm. around like you're in a con, <laughs> yep. like because you're just walking around all the things, and we're like, can we sit? Nope, got to keep going. And then there's that choke point where Mel and Bob are like, you know, in the midst <laughs> of the crowd, and nobody can move around them. And uh-huh. yeah. wow, that 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 kind of thing that would have said, I don't get claustrophobic except for things like that Here's where the thing i can't sit down me. i can't get a drink i can't do anything except just See, don't go me, to a strip me, club me, in me, vegas on saturday night but here's yeah. the thing it wasn't free to get in it was like 120 dollars right. to get in like, that's, that's that's what it was and uh, we're like we paid 100 what the fuck we lasted maybe 10 minutes i was so pissed that's why i don't do yeah. strip clubs yeah I yeah just, that's uh, not why you don't do strip clubs no that <laughs> I've told you my yes, my strip club philosophy, right? What is your strip club philosophy? Oh boy, here we go. Uh, For those oh, like me on, who haven't hear heard it. it. Yes, I haven't heard it. Because women are apparently a food that you eat. Uh, <laughs> That's what? the basis of no, this no, philosophy. No, no, no. You can't touch. Is it's, that weird? It's merely an analogy. Oh, yes. Here's, here's where we lose all our female listeners. There no, we go. No, no, no. no lady? It's merely an analogy. Okay. Mm. Uh-huh. It is as if... You went to your favorite restaurant and you paid to get into the restaurant. Got. And then the waiter kept coming around saying, saying, "Oh, you want to eat? Give me, give me twenty bucks." Yeah, look at this. Is that breakfast you like? The you know the the chorizo and eggs. Yeah, yeah, with the rice and beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a whiff. Yeah, it smells good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can't have it. Give me another there twenty bucks. There you go. <laughs> women are food. <laughs> women Steve are for Biggs wants to eat women. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Batman won't, so apparently... Oh, but Superman will? Was he? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yikes. Well, <laughs> he's got the super senses. Anyway, so... So you're in town for the Star Trek convention. Yeah. So it's 70 bucks a day, even Sunday. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Even on Whoa. Sunday. Even Sunday? Yeah. Even Sunday. But on the other hand... All they, the captains better be there. 
all the fucking they, no, they better have a Sunday actually ship. did turn out to be if I I don't know that I'm going to go tomorrow although April just texted that that's when she's probably going to go at least in the evening they finally published the schedule and I was looking through it I was like oh Thursday's going to be uh, all DS9 and a couple a little bit of lower decks and oh okay that night and they're doing the free screening of Wrath of Khan okay and then Sunday is when they're doing the Deep Space Nine, they're doing the Voyager, and Shatner's going to be there. Sunday's the only day he's going to be there. And so I was like, eh. What, mm. what's, what's the night that everyone's going to be hanging out at the bar? When are we going to have the Star Trek, the experience, uh, your little mini reunion? Monday night. <laughs> well, Busy that day. maybe Sunday, actually. Really? You yeah. mean where we have the, the the room booked out and they do a Q&A with the people that were there for like a year and then don't know shit about the place and don't bother to call up people that had been there for several years yeah, yeah, yeah. or representing from any other elements seen, outside of the... Geez, the a little upset. A little bit of salty on wait, those wait, fries. Did Darren go? So, no. Oh, I was going to say, there it is. Oh, folks, that would have been it. No, I, I got told, so I actually went to go watch, and there were people that were up on stage, and I'm like, why is this motherfucker up there? They was like there for a year. I get told, well, I get told after uh, they come off stage, I'm like, I didn't know you were going to be here. I would, I would love to have somebody from the restaurant up on stage to answer questions. And I was like, oh, ew. yeah, you call me out during the, the sh- you know, show to stand up and wave at the, at the crowd, but you don't bother to have me come up on stage. I see how it is. So. Yeah. So... Creation yeah. was was um, fishing for panel topics this yeah. year, and apparently they do it every year. And I was just thinking, next year, twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, yeah. Of wait, twenty fifth? Yeah, twenty fifth anniversary. <laughs> Star Trek: The Experience. Now, if we do a panel, do we get in for free? I think so, but who knows? It's creation. It's creation. Yeah, it's creation. It's like, well, you can come you in for them. free for this hour yeah. that you're there. You're, and then, you're, yeah. You get the special panel discount of $100 for the day. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Oy, oy, oy. Or, so anyway, so I don't, I don't really know when I'm going to go to the convention itself, but I will probably go and hang with people wherever they decide Dude, to 70 be. bucks a day. Michelle Nichols better jump out and say, I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Oh my God. 70 bucks a day. 70 now, a day. There was a yeah. time when I was just not interested at all in Star Trek conventions because there wasn't really n- new Star Trek coming out. So I was like, why Why are we keep going through this? There's That's... nothing here but old stories. And they were telling the same old fucking stories yeah. oh. over and over well, again. And oh, this sounds is actually... like the experience talk that I have to listen to all the fucking time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that too, Bear, because that's actually why I want to go this year, and I can't because of work. Is that there's new there, shows, there's new yeah. stuff. There's there. Well, I we mean, don't have to tear. The, I have uh, I Shatner tell that stupid story with a toast and Spock again. Well, you do if you have to go, if you go Sunday. Or not like Shatner. That was uh, <laughs> that was Forrest, DeForest. Who told that story? Well, I, no, knows? it was Shatner, and it was pranking DeForest. Cut. Why am I repeating it? Who cares? Don't yeah, really. it, yeah. this old story um, that Barry's heard a thousand times. What, like what, what I always found fascinating. Any of it. <laughs> what I always found fascinating is that Shatner was one of the few original cast members that didn't just tell the same five stories every time he was up there. He always had something new going on that he was going to talk about. Unfortunately, the audience would always ask the same like yeah. twenty questions when they would get up to the microphone. But uh, what what's your the- combination on your safe? <laughs> <laughs> Ninjaed by Steve. Um, <laughs> but I, one of the reasons, as I was getting back to, is that I wanted to go this year is because 
almost the entire cast of Strange New Worlds is going to mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. And I really like that show. And I was really wanting to hear what they have to say about their experiences. Um, I watched a little bit of it on Paramount Plus where they had the behind the scenes with the, uh, the cast and did some interviews with them. But I really wanted to go for that. And I've been going the last few years. I've been skipping most of the panel talks except for like Discovery and uh, Picard because new things going on, yeah. new stories, new content, etc. So I think we're starting to get back into that kind of age where you're going to get new stories and it's not just the same people telling the same stuff and over again. And also, you know, bear in mind, you only have three original series members left. You have nice. Shatner, Takei, and Koenig. So and yeah. two of them hate the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's new on the show floor? You know, the the trade show, the trade area, the the Nothing. merchants room. Nothing new? Is it always it's all the same stuff? It's all the last same year stuff. last year it was all the same stuff. It was it was Booth after booth after booth of you know Playmates toys that they that people still haven't figured out. You want to move these? Mark those fuckers down because yeah. nobody's buying them. That's why you still have them every fucking year. Yeah. yeah, they have the same they have the same stuff every year to sell. Oftentimes, you can find it online for a lot cheaper. Oh yeah. In fact, the last uh, last year and in 2019. Every time I was like, oh, that's something I've been looking for. And then I'm like, whoa, this is way too expensive. And then I'd go on my yeah, phone yeah. like immediately and find it for half or less. And that's <laughs> yeah. with shipping. And I'm like, no, I'm not buying this Show here. the guy? You're like, look. No, because yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's the thing. Just like at Comic-Con the last few years that I went... They don't want to haggle anymore. No. They're like, I, they're, it's, you know, I know it's becoming that stereotypical line. No, it's the I know what I want, no lowball offers. I know what I've got. I, you know, don't don't give me an offer for less than what I'm asking. I'm not going to take it. Well, maybe you can. Oh yeah, but, no, no, um, yeah, yeah, he can't. He yeah. can't because he tried that in Mexico. And we almost got fucking taken up by cartels. <laughs> okay, so but yeah, um, it's you know, I. I what fact, uh, you know, Biggs and you and I have talked about this before at Comic Con, yeah. you know, on set on Sundays, <laughs> you could get some really good deals, which I did this year. Oh, did you? Yeah, good. So that maybe that's coming back around. But I, wow. same thing at the Star Trek Con. If I saw something that I was looking for and it made it all the way to Sunday without being sold, those guys don't want to pack it up. So I could, I could make a good deal right there on the floor that he both the vendor and I were happy with. That's what Sunday's about at the San Diego Comic Con. You know this. Yeah, that's that's what we were. Do- yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you want to take all those trades home? Yeah, give me a good. They deal. weren't willing to do this the last two times I went in both 19 or uh, last year 2021. Yeah. So yeah. I like going around to the the booths that aren't just selling stuff. Yeah, that that do interesting things. And yeah, like, yeah. Okay, hey, what are you about? You know. <laughs> and I think, I think maybe. And here's my harebrained idea of the week. Um, <laughs> what if we got a booth there and then just interviewed Star Trek the Experience people for like a half an hour yeah. every so often? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, sounds uh, like fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, Shut I, up. I can't wait. You're, those, you're those the head the, interviewer. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, do you all right, miss Matt, it here's your list. 10 of, years after? Here's, okay. Was right. it the best job you ever had? No. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what else? So here's what's funny about that. So I've heard Kirsten's thing about this and, and everyone else, and I still think it was one of the coolest gigs I ever had. Oh, it was. One of is, is a fine phrase. Yeah. That's have, fine. 
Having wanna... said that, I only did it for four years. I didn't do it for ten years. I only did it for five. Yeah, seven and a half. Me. Well, about almost seven and a half yeah. for me. So, I quit when it became a job. We're not going into Star Trek: The Experience talk. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, I mean, as soon as we started talking about the con, we were yeah, pretty well, much yeah, right there because they were very closely related. Even though that's well, right. <laughs> that's I was talking to a friend of mine last night about making this trip, and I said, I said, what's funny is. After about 1986, I stopped going to Star Trek conventions because of all the stuff that we just talked about. Yeah, they yeah. had a new movie coming out. They had the next-gen crowd. But really, it was just the same old stories recycled over and over and over again. And I stopped going. And I didn't start going back until I got paid to go back <laughs> in, in 2002. Yeah, uh, And the panels always bother me because if there's... If there's a panel where someone's talking about, like, here's my experiences on the show, that's fine. You know, that's what you go to Star Trek convention for. But it's those filler panels I can't stand. The oh, the one I absolutely hate with a, with a, with a burning passion is the the video tributes. Which, oh what, God, what is yeah. such garbage? That is so yeah. cringy. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. cringy. No, those it are... was honestly before I went to school for that. I used to like those music videos and stuff because I was like, okay, this is cool because I knew how difficult it was to do that stuff. But as technology has progressed and then you see them, you're like, yeah, um, Windows Movie Maker will do a lot better job than that. <laughs> that than, wasn't than, my problem with them. They were just fucking cringy. Well, yeah. yeah. Are but, cringy. Yeah, but I don't... I, the ones I don't mind are like, you know, the science of Star Trek or, you know, that kind of stuff. That, oh, I, those are cool. Yeah. yeah. I saw some astronauts at, yeah. a, uh, at a con, at a Star Trek con once, and I was really interested in that. Yeah. They're like, here's kind of what we're working on. Here's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, compared, I was like, oh, that was really interesting. I remember yeah. I went to one where they were trying to make a tricorder, a physical, like, mm -hmm. medical instrument, and they've made some pretty good progress, not making it handheld, but making a multifunction uh, scanning piece of equipment that you could take to third world countries where medical care is very far away from a lot of where the people live and you could bring it to there and some yeah, of them are... Stick your finger in here and it'll tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah, like that. Not quite that simple. Let me stick simple, my finger in there and I'll tell you what's wrong with you. Not quite <laughs> that simple, Barry, but they're getting close. Yeah, and, that's fascinating. And these and, things are solar powered now so yeah. they can take this module... To it's, some village in the middle of nowhere. It's not any bigger yeah. than like a you know, a portable gaming rig. And I'm not even talking like a laptop. I'm talking like, you know, the old portable PCs before lap gaming laptops were yeah. around, you yeah. know, maybe about 10, 15 pounds. But you can take this thing. It's solar powered. So if there's no reliable electricity, you've got the ability to run it and you can run multiple medical scans and get a general idea of the, the person's health status. I, I still find that kind of stuff fascinating. Those are one of the things I like to go to. Yeah. And then you get your video tributes. Well, <laughs> or your yeah. talent shows. Or your celebrity talent shows. Oh. Yeah. I don't, well, don't want to hear Tim Russ's band. Uh, oh. Well, that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night. Is it bad? Sunday night, yeah. I was like, uh, oh. Yeah, I've seen that once. Uh, <laughs> is, the, is there is the Star Trek Rat Pack? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, boy, dude. No. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, yeah. And yeah, um, they do that. Oof. Yeah, the first couple of times they had some fresh jokes. Now they're kind of recycling oh, them all. So yeah. it's kind of, I do love, I will say this, I do love the fact that they are all really good vocal talents. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that do play instruments, like Vaughn Armstrong, when he plays his, uh, was it the mandolin that he's always playing? Like, yeah. It, they do a fantastic job. But when they start recycling the jokes again, that's when they lost me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But speaking of talent, that is a good segue to what geeky things did you guys do this week? Um, yeah, you, you look at us. Like, where's that talent? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Talent's uh, right here. Let's, let's start with you, Matt. What geeky things did you do this week? Um, Don't you say nothing. Don't he, you say it. Um, he played some games on uh, Sunday. I, yeah. I, I got Paula right. on uh, Major Man's house. We Major Man. Like, <laughs> A couple games. Yep. What was it? Couple DC games. Deck, DC Deck Builder, still the best DC uh, deck building game and around. It is, but I argue that we play it too often. No! <laughs> do you want to hold him down? How the hell do we yeah, play yeah. it too oh, often? The table. We play it too often. Gonna, what are you talking it's about? It's all we ever play. We can't. We need to be able to play some new games. That's why I introduced him to That's Lords of Waterdeep, and it was it's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, don't you, uh-huh. It's good, but we're not done talking about DC Deck Builder. <laughs> I was just going to say, I play it like less than once a month. Exactly. You know? I mean, hmm. I, and, and I'm the gaming friend. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Just like, uh, we're going to go to a restaurant, and we're going to have a nice long dinner, and then we're going to walk around and watch some, look at some things downtown and everything, and let's get the list of people we'll do that with. And then you got the... I want to play some games. Oh, Kirsten. <laughs> you know. So, and even then, it's like, did I have I played Dune Imperium yet? Just, no. just because you have a no. closet full of board games that you don't even know what's in there anymore because it's stuffed so full. That that's and it's not mostly, bragging rights. It's like fifty. Some of it is Andy's, uh-huh. and in fact, Andy and I are in trouble because I think we're at a point where neither one of us know whose is whose. Right? <laughs> and some of it is Todd's. That's going to be a messy divorce. Some of it's Todd's. Sounds, I got I got relic, relic. That, sounds like when I moved into this house from Todd's place, it's like uh, they pack up stuff. It's like, no, that's not mine. That's yeah, yours, you know. So, or I'm like, hey, where is this? I can't find it anywhere. But, oh, it, we've yeah. got it. And that, and also he's he's like anti basic, which I find yeah. hilarious because. Your position is it's the best version, which I actually agree with. I'm you. not anti-basic. I think it's the best version. He's right. I just want to try new shit. We just oh, know that you're a basic shit. bitch. Yeah. Very. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> enjoyed enjoyed Lords of Waterdeep. Yes, Lords of Waterdeep was good. I yeah. forgot I had it on Steam. I still don't know if I got it during Stimulus or if Todd bought it for me. You're it's playing, actually you're cheap. You've been playing that? I've been, I, I spent the past couple of days playing it, yeah. It's a good game. How, so, did, how did that go? Because that's all I did. Let's play those couple games. But how did that go, playing it? What, what's the difference between the board game and the Steam version? Same? Uh, it, it, uh, the rules and everything execute exactly the same, yeah. And the AI, they have simple, average, and cunning. I haven't played the cunning yet because... Right now, I'm playing with three or four average AI, and I want to consistently win with them before I move on. And But it was really funny because I had one simple, one average, and one cunning. And for some reason, the average kept winning, <laughs> which was bizarre. The AI isn't that difficult. Yeah, I know. A, a, a good portion of the game is luck of the draw. What that's the major thing I've been discovering is that especially when I started using the Undermountain expansion, man, if you're not set up to grab that 40 when it appears, you're going to you miss it, but you don't fuck need it. it. You don't need it to win. It, it, the trick is getting plot quests right up front and then have your opponents focus on the plot quest only and then buy the certain land that makes you win the game. <laughs> well, I I know that. <laughs> it's just actually, it was. I was really proud because there was one uh, uh, this damn cycle where this one AI was just constantly winning, mm-hmm. and I lucked out, and I got like 
two um, uh, mandatory quests on my He's intrigue draws. Gave them to him. And I wasn't the only one doing it. The other AI were hitting him too. Ugh. And he actually could do nothing in the last two rounds. Brutal. But Lords of Waterdeep is a good, solid game. Yes, Everyone it is. should get it. It was put out during uh, fourth edition D&D, but it has nothing to do with, with the rules of D&D. It's just when it was put out. Nothing. Um, and it's so well balanced. And here's the thing I really like about it. All the, it comes with uh, in the in the box a place for all the pieces. <laughs> Everything belongs in a certain spot. Really you neat. are you are a sucker for like organized boxing. Oh yeah, oh, dude, dude. What you go through? You go through fucking Gloomhaven <laughs> or or Marvel Legendary one time. And you're desperate for organization. <laughs> I Marvel bought extra shit to, to organize my stuff in yeah. Bloomhaven, and it's still not good enough. I, I actually, I enjoy Marvel Legendary a hell of a lot. But boy, oh boy, just the setup yeah. and the takedown is such a... And, and, and this is Major Meh, who, you know, always has that shit down to a science. And it is still... A major fucking grind. Yeah. So so that is the cool thing about Lords of Waterdeep. And it's it's really neat because it's partially co-op. You're buying shit and you put up buildings and then people use those buildings to get shit and you can profit off of that and stuff. And then you throw out the occasional attack, but it's really about building up your victory points. This will sell the game with two people. Um, it's only eight rounds, so it's limited time. Yes. Mm. And you guys picked it up in one round. Yeah, it was it's yes. not that yeah. hard. Yeah, so it did. It, the strategy is where you're going to sit there and, and learn, uh, but the basics of execution it's actually very well constructed. I started doing long game, which you basically just get. Well, you, in. you have to do that if you play the, with both the expansions at once. The long game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you probably would because you need you need all those extra agents. Oh yeah. So. But I haven't started. I haven't started with the corruption. I haven't done Skullport yet. I'm oh. really interested in oh, that because I I really want to like I want to see all that corruption uh, going. On. I want to go to the slave mart. Well, that's all. all I, that's all I ended up doing. That's, 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 I literally was just going to ask like yeah, anything else, but, uh, nothing else. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, in that yeah. case, I'll uh, tell you what's a lot of fun: sitting between oh. Matt and his wife when they're henpecking each other. There is a card. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> there, there, Jeff. There oh, is a card. Is. There is a oh. card. They should call oh, it. God. They should call it the divorce maker. <laughs> it is. Yeah, play this. this card. Steal. Uh, steal one resource and two gold. Resources being uh, an adventurer. Mm -hmm. You steal one resource of your choice and two gold from the player then the player takes possession of, of that, that card, card. Mm. and matt and paulette just ping-ponged <laughs> and i'm because, sitting right between because, them i'm hearing because, all this shit and, and then i'm feeling these dirty looks <laughs> it's great yeah so, you and both sides of your face is melting so this is another situation like where Barry and Deb can't sit next to each other during oh, gameplay. No. You and ah. you and uh, you sitting and next doesn't have anything to do no, with no, it. No, we're not that bad. Okay. Me and Paul aren't that bad. But the funny thing is, she didn't initially play the card. It was Major Man, and then he declared himself an open lord. He, this is a card. Uh -huh. There's uh, you I can't be assaulted. Yeah, can't you be cannot. You can't be attacked. No attack cards can be put on you because you because your lord is um, hidden, so he's turned over, so no one knows what it is. Okay. This card, uh, he, you flip it over, so everyone can see the lord you are. You declare yourself an open lord of Waterdeep, okay. and you cannot be attacked. And I'm like, really? 
<laughs> really? So fucking stupid, that card. And then he <laughs> plays the uh, steal yeah. your shit card yeah. on Paulette. Paulette. And of course, she looks directly at me, and I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. He even said, he even said really? Really? You're going to give her that card? You know where it's going. You know where it's going. <laughs> and it did. And it did. And it just bing, 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 bing. And I'm sitting in the round. middle, laughing my ass off. That was fun. Oh, man. I didn't win that game, but I felt like I won that game. (laughs) I'll say this as well. Uh, Of course, our group, the way we play, um, the average winning score when I play with the AI is like 125, maybe 120. And what did Meh win? He was like 170. He was up near 150 or so. 150 or something. It, it, It was astronomical. So... It, it, but it is a definite recommendation. Oh, yeah, you see of, Lords of, of Waterdeep out there. You grab that because that is, it's a good game. It's a good game. All right. Well, Professor, what did you do this week? I, of course, watched Sandman. Nice. Uh, which was awesome. I, I, you know, it's the kind of thing I don't want to oversell it. And there's plenty of people out there going, you know, with their dubious criticisms of it concerning casting etc cetera, etc cetera. but i it, it was a great adaptation i i thought what are and people it, saying about the casting what's wrong with the casting oh oh because yeah. one's a woman uh and and, and not black and not white <sighs> well okay yeah and those 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 reviews aside yeah it's it's a really great adaptation and so lovely to get the surprise 11th episode and those were two of my favorite stories from from Sandman too. If you have a cat, realize, you should watch it. I didn't realize I was saying Constantine or yeah. Constantine wrong this whole time. Constantine. What, what is it? What is it? Well, the British would pronounce it, pronounce it Constantine. Yeah. The British yeah. like to mispronounce words intentionally. Yeah, they the, do. I've been told this too hey, by, by a British person. I'm, I'm in the Constantine camp. Okay, so yeah. that's me. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Constantine person. Well, it, you know, but, Argentine, Argentine, same yeah. thing. But I mean, you know. But I also, I, I I have some British friends, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I used to get on them. I, I said, yeah, you know, I, I listen to the you know BBC America, uh, you know, radio shows and stuff. And I was like, what is up with you guys and just like purposely mispronounce and mispronouncing names or like like what I go like like President Barack Obama. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, how do you say?" It? I go, "It's Barack Obama," and they and the same thing with uh, aluminium. Well, oh, yeah, God. but they spell it yeah. differently too. Mm. So, yeah, they put that i in there. I yeah. don't know why. It's weird. Sometimes yeah. they don't and still pronounce it aluminium, and it drives me absolutely batty. <laughs> it's like, there's no fucking i in there. Yeah, English <laughs> at is, the end of the. It kind of gets to okay. So the other, uh, <laughs> yeah, what, we, he's going off on it. We can't. I'm, Focus. Don't even get me come started on, on, on that S versus Z American spelling. And come on, Steve, yeah, you can do this. I have almost finished season three of uh, Umbrella Academy. And, okay, and that's I think I think really good. I think I've only got one episode left. I was like, oh, I got to go to Vegas. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that's been really good. Harley Quinn drops. Friday? The no, new, it's, no, it's no, already, it's already been on for a while. I thought I'm already was, four yeah. episodes uh, through, man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I thought you you actually yeah, yeah. were like, no, holy crap, no, everyone, no, no, Harley Quinn. No, no. Lower Decks drops. Yes. Oh, oh uh, tomorrow. Oh. Te- oh. Technically at midnight tonight. Yeah. Oh. Fun. I'm watching that tomorrow. Yeah. Midnight Super tonight, Super excited. Yep. yep, yep, yep. And then the other geeky thing I did, 
based on Kirsten's recommendation last week, oh god, I started listening that on the trip out here. I was listening to Monster Talk. Oh yeah, and I listened to the Shaver uh, Mysteries episodes, and uh, and yeah, really, that stuff is yeah, it's. <laughs> Man, it is it's crazy. And it does. It it's like everything they were talking about was my junior high high school uh, you know, cryptozoology, ancient astronauts. That was all of my weird and out there stuff. And then I liked it enough that I actually went back and started from the beginning and, you know, set it up to do oldest to newest episodes. And it was weird because I was looking at the dates and I was like 2009 how, how long but then there's like 2009 for like 10 or so episodes and then 2016 i was like okay I'll, I'll be interested to know what happened between that and then the next seven years and then <laughs> it's a conspiracy they yeah. tried to put them down because they were getting the truth out yeah well <laughs> and, and it's funny because their their earliest episodes talk speaking of junior high and high school their first episodes were literally Mon- it's Bigfoot, Loch Ness yeah, Monster. Yeah. Um, Lots of cryptid stuff. Yeah. Hence the monster talk. Yeah. And w- and speaking of people saying things weird, and it's like, I got to get out of this thing. English is a weird language, and it's always evolving, and people are always mispronouncing words, and then that mispronunciation becomes the new pronunciation. Data being a prime example. Gemini being another one. It's actually Gemini. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because those boys in Texas didn't want to say Gemini, they said Gemini. Well, that's, that's, too, that's funny, too, because some of the astronauts in the Corps did call it Gemini, and yeah. it was some of the more southern yeah. uh, astronauts that were like Gemini. Gemini, and, yeah. yeah. And then, so one of the hosts, or one of, the, one of them, keeps saying uh, integral. And I'm like, oh god! And I'm like, it's integral, integral, first syllable accent, it, integral. But maybe that's how it's evolving. I don't know. It's oh, possible. I don't think so. I hope not. You know what my my big pet peeve one is? Gaseous. Oh, yeah. what? Gaseous. Yes. Who says gaseous? Who Dude. says gaseous? Dude, I've heard it. I have too. Are these the same it. people that say dro instead of drow? <laughs> Oh, people need to get beat. Yeah, one of them. One of them talked about having a row with somebody, and I was like, "Oh my god! Oh no! You're not kidding me!" No. Oh. And I was like, "It's row. You're having a row with yeah. somebody." Yeah. Well, that one's a tough one. I mean, it was really funny too. You know, that's one okay. Of, uh, that's okay because that means that they read it. Yes. Yes. And not just heard it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That. Yeah. It, and they there was a movement. Credit. There was a move. I mean, one of the, like the Z's and S. Uh, terminal endings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was because there was a movement to simplify are English. You, are you talking about the simple spelling movement? Uh, actually, I no. I, I'm talking about earlier than than that. earlier. Than this, that. this this the was Merriam-Webster. Th- this was post revolution. Yeah. This was like we're you know distance ourselves from the British and yeah. everything. Oh. And it died quick. I mean, they they they. It was half-assed executed. It didn't really go anywhere. But it accounts for the it. The er instead of re. No, no, you and color, honor, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but it 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 was like they people originally wanted to just almost like simple spelling, just like totally revamp how we would spell shit, and it eventually died out. 
Yeah. Just like the whole metric thing. Remember when cars came out and they had the little kilometers yeah, underneath yeah. the miles on the speed yep. things? And yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did they give up on that shit. Well, oh. it's, it's funny you say that because I did. I was watching a uh, a science uh, science video on YouTube recently, and I had to verify this after I watched this episode. The U.S. has officially been on the metric system. Since the fifties, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and maybe even slightly earlier than that, but it's still official. But the only reason that nothing has been officially converted, even though we are still officially on the metric system, is that they don't teach it as much in schools as they used to. As much, and the real reason, people are just used to it. Nope, because nope. we're all dumb. Nope, contractors don't want to buy new tools. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. They got lobbied. The to, damn contractors lobby. Yeah. That's uh, what, when I was um, reading up on the IRS. Contractors and mechanics don't want to buy new tools. When I was reading up on the IRS and found out that it was actually just like 10, 15 years ago, I think 10, they, they, there actually was a, a proposal to totally simplify the tax code and actually yeah. make your taxes automated uh, mm-hmm. almost yeah. to the point where government just like, does it for you, and if you want to contest it, you contest it. Right. Is it like TurboTax railing against Yes! It? Oh, I knew Yes! It. Yep. The tax preparers, H&R Block, the whole works. Preparers? Lot preparers. Preparers. The, the, the post of... Uh, preparers. You know, preparers. Uh, of, uh, the preppers? <laughs> COVID. Um, the... the, the uh, they lobbied against it, and yeah. they actually they and now there's like the the free, which apparently like less than ten percent of the people who could use the free system uh, use it. Yeah, but it it's it I've they it. actually Fine. lobbied yeah. against that. No, the, like the IRS wants it to be simpler every year. Yeah, but Congress keeps passing all these tax yeah. code stuff, well, and then they spend. 11 months trying to figure out it's right. like okay how does this how does work? this affect how do we work this out and then they finally get it figured out and then you look at these last minute changes and they're like yeah. son of a bitch back to zero and then yeah. they go and they crush a small business owner yeah. because you know nobody knows really what the yeah. fuck is going on i think half of these laws it's just like the irs okay this is how we're going to do it <laughs> Well, you know, and they're part frustrated of, too. Part they're, of what I've yeah. heard is that Congress is like people being pissed about taxes is yeah. a great campaign yeah, no, thing. It, so, it, is. Yep. It, it 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 has been a contentious point that keeps getting people reelected. Oh, God. Major so, man, this one's for you. Taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, else, Professor? Uh, <laughs> way. Too many one more turns on Civilization Five. I'm so proud of you for getting so deep into Civ Five. Oh my God! You it, like going like to get nukes yet, or what? I haven't. I haven't oh, gotten nukes from Gandhi yet. Shit. Here's here's the thing. Years and years into Civ Six, he's finally gotten into Civ Five. No, I never did Civ Six. No, I mean years and years into its oh, release I mean, it's, after. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, don't bother. Stay with five. That's it's what everyone best. keeps saying, and that's why I went with I'll, it. I'll the, defend the, that. The, the guy that I'm renting the room from, I saw him playing it, and, and I and he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm still doing Civ Five. And I was, and I was like, "Oh, how come?" He goes, "Civ Six, not good." And I was like, "Okay." Civ Four and before used to have not not hex maps, but squares. Oh yeah, Ugh. <laughs> squares. Squares. What are they? D and D. I know it's like D and D. Yeah, but. Um, the, the one thing that I just think is interesting about it is 
So apparently, there's all kinds of different ways to win, and the usual one, of course, is war. You know. Yeah. Is that the usual one? It kind of. It, it, I usually it, win it, the space it might, race. It, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like angry, shaking his fist at the sky. Yeah. He's like, "All right, you." The, the, Something so, happened at four a.m. like two days ago. That's yeah, what's gonna? <laughs> yeah. So what this do you got? Is, Bring it. I have okay. So two, banging the so, table. <laughs> so two things. Two things. He's so flustered he can't even get out of. Well, because there's two issues at at stake here that you both have brought up. All right. So so the one, one. thing the one thing is that uh, usually so far I've been playing. Uh, simple and fast, and anyway, just trying to get used to the game. Okay, and and I usually win. Ultimately, I win. What difficulty level? Probably like low, one or two. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I can't. I don't know the terminology, but something like that. Okay, that's fine. Um, you got to do that for a while. Yeah, and I almost always win, but occasionally, but you know, and then you win. It goes. After all these years of war, you have risen above and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but I haven't even gotten to Bomber yet. I haven't gotten to, I haven't basically gotten to the 20th century yet, and I've already won this oh, thing. Oh, he's yeah. missing out on 20th century war. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. And, and yeah. But the thing is, so it has, you know, quit the game or the just one more turn thing. And I was like, well, I want to. I want to get to the Apollo program, and so I'll just do one more thing. So that's fine if I've already won. Yeah, you're just playing around. You're not going to get any achievement for it. Yeah. You're doing the Columbo thing. Oh, one more thing. Exactly, <laughs> which is the problem with that thing. Just one more turn. Just one more turn. And then next thing, you know, the table. next thing you know, it's, oh, is that the sun coming up? What yeah, the hell? Yeah. Have you even gotten to Sputnik yet? Or Well, I... I forget to Apollo. You would imagine I've gotten to Sputnik, but they didn't have a Sputnik I thing. Well, I was going to... Have you gotten to Mex? Have you even gotten to Apollo? What? Mex? Oh, yeah. Mex and... Oh, yeah. That's like the end. Okay. That's, yeah. I've gotten to the only tech you can get is future tech, just time after time okay. after time after time. Um, and but, that's in Texas, right? Because you get the Tex-Mex? <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, boom. Um, so <laughs> so the, on, the, on the few that times you, that I've, that I've <laughs> lost... You know, it still gives you the option of, you know, oh, just one more turn. And then, of course, then I actually start to, in my mind, win. win. I start to, yeah. And it's like, am I ever going to get credit for, or when you lose, you lose, and you never. Oh. You never, you know, you don't you don't get comeback points there. No. Have you, how have you lost? To Obviously not the war. Uh, yeah, it's the war. How do you come back from that? You come. You can't never come back from the Marshall war, Plan. It because you, you whoever hold a mat. <laughs> whoever has won has killed somebody else, like a bunch of the other AI. Don't players. they have to kill everybody? So you expand no. into the devastated territory and rebuild. Oh. No, no, no. Okay, so clearly you have it set to where uh, people can win by defeating X number of people, but not everybody. But See, not take over the world, yeah. Mine is, if you're going to win by war, you're going to win by war. You're going to take, you're going to kill every single other, you're going to commit mass genocide. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Salt so that, the earth, the so whole that, thing. The whole so that's thing. one issue. One issue is, is if you got the one more turn thing that lets you keep playing, at some point, shouldn't you be able to win some other way? Like, but apparently Social, not. social's easy. Social, Yeah. So, and then of course the other one is tech, and the way you win tech is build a spaceship and 
launch it. Go to Mars. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. (laughs) So, like I say, I keep getting to the future tech levels, and I buy the boosters, and I buy the cockpit, and all this kind of stuff, and I know that it says, take it to your capital, and I do that, and there's no instructions how to build the damn thing that you just, I can you find. You click on them. You click on the on the boosters or whatever. Uh huh. When you're there, and you uh-huh. just add it to the to the. Add it to what? That's what never comes up. Add it to what? You know what I think is happening. I think the problem exists between keyboard and chair. I think you're just messing Ooh. something up because I it was the easiest thing. Or, you move it over there. It's the O rings. Or, or bugged up game. Or. It might be that thing that I was just talking about. If I have won or lost already. Uh, oh, okay. See, I've never played after I've won or lost because what's the point? You start a new game. Well, I, The fun part is the beginning where you're exploring. What are you doing at that point? Trying to trying to kill Sweden half the time or Rome. <laughs> okay. So you're not playing the game. You're just you're just just scratching an itch you never got to scratch when you were playing the game. Yeah. Trying to get your revenge against an imaginary uh-huh. foe. Uh-huh. Stop. <laughs> Start again. The fun part's the exploration in the beginning. It, it kind of is. Yeah. You know what? One of these when I get my shit together, we'll play. You yeah. and I. Okay, and we'll do a co-op. So Aww. I don't just fucking crush you. <laughs> no, no. I, oh, I really? Oh. oh, I don't think you should play co-op. Oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God, this, this, dude, dude, this, this is a, a cor- this is a see, Kofi drop. No, this is a no, Kofi. See, I, I win on, I win on Emperor, what, dude. Don't. What, what this don't. is 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 every time we have game night over at my friend's place these days, and he's like, oh, what do we want to play? And DC deck building is usually, it. it's like, oh, why don't we play Risk? Correct, because I've been playing my, you know, mm. Risk World Domination, playing uh-huh. my ten minute games on uh-huh. that. And it's like, oh, I, I can win. I, heck, I've been winning that on expert level. Blah blah blah. Let me let me get some real players. But I just know AI is always stupid. <laughs> AI never takes it to the level that human beings would. Like you know, when I get that mass army, try bumping up your difficulty and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I think it also has to do with the game. Because AI is going to be playing algorithmically no matter what. Whereas with you, when you're with people, yeah. you're not playing the position. You're playing the player. Right. You know, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, like Major Meh. I mean, the, the guy, you know, he, he's game neurodivergent. He's, he's, our, <laughs> he's our rules master. You know, he's he, he's the one when we get a new game, he opens it up and he's the one who teaches us even as he's learning how to play it. And, you know, when Barry's not around, okay, don't panic, Barry. And uh, But <laughs> it, it, it's really funny because playing him, you know, it's just different from playing a, a, an A. Oh, and also... He works everybody. I remember oh, teasing. God. I teased the shit <laughs> out of him at the game. It was just like, boy, it, you know, because at one point Paulette, I think, was like, boy, he's really silent. And I'm like, well, it's it's not like it's Secret Hitler. He can't fucking work your mind. He can't get in your head. He's too busy trying to figure out how to build his shit. And and of course he does. And, it, <laughs> and, and by the way, it, it, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is different playing the AI because the AI makes ridiculous diplomatic choices mm-hmm. just stupid diplomatic choices or will will won't trade for something they obviously need well, because they just don't like you that, or oh, well, hey you know. I do that that's that's the weirdest <laughs> glitch is all of a sudden let's say Norway uh, shows up and goes and goes oh we have to make a deal blah 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 and I'm like sure I'll accept that no I'm not gonna 
You're the one that made the... <laughs> what the fuck? And then Steve's Refused. attacking Norway because he doesn't like and, them. And then, and then, and then the car. when you're walking through, it has. I need to, I need to uh, go through your territory. We declare war. Are they agree? And we declare war on you or something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then, so far as the, uh, so far as the risk global domination or whatever it's called, um, it's like the AI in that game will let me, for instance, have Australia right at the top. Yeah. And then I just put, you know, five pieces on the the, the one pen Indonesia. Yeah. 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 And and it just lets me do that, and it won't. It, that's like, it's always funny whenever you say, "Yeah, the key is Australia." You just you take that and you blow. And I'm always like, I've never, I've never played a game of Risk where where you get all. Of, someone is always popping down one army uh-huh. and fucking you out of that bonus. Yeah. Here's the thing that the AI does that pisses me off in Civ, and I still think it does it in Six. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, you have your continent and they have like theirs or whatever and you're super friends with them. You know, you've been friendly the entire time. You're trading tech. You're trading goods. It's all good. And you stay on your side and they stay on theirs until for some reason you have this tiny little worthless piece of land. They built a this city. Little, <laughs> this little shit peninsula where their only resources are garbage and despair and <laughs> so you don't put anything there. Or your cities aren't growing big enough. You know, you space them out properly. So they all have room to grow, except there's this one little tiny dot. And then the, the settler comes walking. <laughs> right there. And then he has the fucking hubris to just be pissed at you for being a, like a, a next door neighbor. They said, oh, there's tensions between our people. We don't like you because you're right next door yeah, to yeah. us. You moved your ass here. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. And then I become a warlord because I'm crushing them to death and everyone hates me because I'm reneging on deals and just driving them into the ground. And then it just becomes, I just have to kill everybody. I don't know. Actually, yeah. that, I don't How about you, Jeff? That kind of actually sounds like history. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have a piece of land you don't, you're not using and somebody comes along oh, yeah, and plants their flag. Started, and then, well, uh, well. That was mine. America was more complicated because... Yeah disease wiped out so many that the land they weren't using was being used before white people mm-hmm. showed up and then never mind yeah yeah <laughs> political shock folks yeah so anyway uh let's see anything else nope i think i think that i think let's see umbrella academy sandman catching up with harley quinn i think it's kind of it all right i did watch the finale hold on hold on what did you only- watch jeff only murders in the building. Oh, and then that too. Oh my God, that final! <laughs> without getting into spoiler talk for people that haven't watched it yet, oh my God, that final episode <laughs> was so worth it. I mean, the payoff was fantastic. I just I can't say enough good things about that show. And then even the epilogue was just like okay. I I, I literally thought they weren't going to do another season. Uh, although I was sad to hear. Uh, I did watch an interview with Steve Martin right after, and he said. Next season, if they get picked up, which it seems like they're getting yeah. picked up, yeah. will probably be his final season. And this will probably be the last role he plays because he's probably going to go ahead and retire. And I was like, what? Yeah. You're so good in this. Yeah. Uh, and and it just, it's, I don't know. I didn't think that that chemistry was bad in that first season, but it really got good between the three mains in yeah. this current season. And I thought it was great last season. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, I can't even explain it. If you haven't watched the show, but Steve Martin and Martin Short, obviously, 
these guys have known each other forever and they pick up what each other was throwing at them and you know you watch some of the behind the scenes stuff i mean obviously they know each other's tells and know how to improv but the way that selena gomez yes. who have, have only known them for about three years now has become just as good at, at throwing those lines in there mm-hmm. and you know becoming a part of that trio i just I, i'm super impressed with that show yeah yeah uh yeah selena gomez was the biggest surprise to me and yeah i was like oh well look at you awesome yeah i also have been watching uh sandman i'm only about five episodes in though not having read the the graphic novel i will say just from a purely visual standpoint that show is amazing mm-hmm. yeah uh the acting is great too and i just don't know enough about the story to know how it compares to the comic but i'm enjoying it yeah. uh, especially after not really knowing anything about it going in well that's um, going to be the majority of the viewers so right. i'm sure they love hearing that sure <clears throat> that's a that's a that's a good thing in their mark absolutely yeah. So those are the two major things I did this week. Uh, uh, save more for next week because I've got an in-progress one. I don't want to really kind of <laughs> get into it until I've finished it. So hopefully by next week I'll have finished this other thing. But uh, Barry, what about you? I know Deb's not here to, to, for to go, yeah, I did what she did this week. But what did you do this week? Well, that kind of opens up a thing that I think Kirsten and I both have to get into. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Okay, so what time is it? Hold on, <laughs> nine o'clock. All right, so ten thirty. <laughs> Shut be... up! I got, I got my Spelljammer box set. Oh, and 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 I'm a little, I'm a little responsible because I actually sent Barry the, hey man, Spelljammer, uh, Amazon's dropped the pre-order on discount, and that's exactly when I went and bought it. Yes, like seven seconds later, I got a. Done. <laughs> bought it. Yeah. So you bought it on discount. What's the problem? <laughs> Are you having buyer's remorse? Uh, it's thin. And you know, we, we have to we have to preface this with there's there's two big things with D well, there's a few big things with D and D, and I'm sure that we may cover one of them. Um, they made a bunch of uh, announcements over the last week about new stuff that's coming next year and year oh, after. Oh, yeah. But one of the big ones is that they're... We'll get to it. It's called 1D&D or D&D 6E next. for the... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. D&D next. But keep that, that, keep that in your mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a pin in that. We'll get right back to it. Uh, Spelljammer came out. Now, for those who don't know... We are in the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons, in the second edition of Dungeons and Dragons, which lasted a while, and it was like from the what, late eighties to late nineties, something like something that. something like that. And that's Mid- when TSR owned the company, right? Yeah. When did Mid- Wizard, Mid- when did Wizards buy it? Was it third edition or fourth? Uh, they yeah, third edition was Wizards. Yeah, okay. So it was before Wizards bought um, Dungeons and Dragons from TSR, the original company. When. Now, when I say old Spelljammer, I'm talking about the box set and all the supporting material and the novels and everything that was released in second edition. And when I say new new Spelljammer, I mean the thing that was released last week. Yeah. So, since second edition, everyone, like if you're like me, you've been waiting to hear about new Spelljammer stuff or having it brought into fifth edition because I liked that. It was neat. It was a setting, a campaign setting where you could go to space and you can go to other 
campaign settings through like space. So let me get through the spheres. The spheres. You're gonna have the setting. But in it's space. Be in space. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That was it. Yeah. Uh, it was a method by which your characters could go from Faerun in the Forgotten Realms, which is like the main D&D setting now, to like the Dragonlance setting, to Greyhawk, to whatever. Um, and it, it was uh, it was it was just a medium by doing to do that. Plus, you could tell crazy space stories. I mean, they had giant space hamsters and it's crazy and, stories, but in space, in, sp- in space. <laughs> yes. And they had the they had the GIF. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> That's funny. Um, GIF. I, I really GIF. don't give a GIF. shit. <laughs> you will, but it's GIF. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In D and D, it is. We'll get to that in a second. Put a pin in that. So Spelljammer comes out, and of course we're excited. Now in second edition, we got a, the, the starter box set came with uh, was it two or three ninety six page books? I don't know which Probably one. Probably two. Yeah, yeah, it was two plus big maps and a whole bunch of uh, a good card stock. Just just of, to just to uh, uh, interject here, folks. In second edition, one of their financial problems was one of their actual greater artistic achievements because they would create campaign box sets oh yeah which like barry said they would have a couple of neat booklets setting out the campaign setting nice maps they would have all sorts of accessories in there and apparently those things were losses (laughs) they didn't really make the money and uh, the, the 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 corporation didn't like what they felt was fracturing the community because you had people who played Spelljammer D&D or Planescape D&D or what have or you. Whatever, yeah. but, but those box sets were awesome. And as a result, I think if you're, you're very heavy into that time, like I have uh, Dark Sun, Planescape, as well as the original Waterdeep, I got that too. Then the the modern way they do campaign settings is gonna be a little disappointing. Yeah, with with the Waterdeep, you got ten maps that you put together, and it's just like oh like yeah, Greyhawk as 10. well. It was it's just you, you did a wall. Yeah, I'm tempted to put it up on my wall. Yeah. Um, you better. Yeah. So here's what we got with Spelljammer. We got three pamphlets, thirty two page books, <laughs> pamphlets. <laughs> Yeah, Pam- pretty much pamphlets. pamphlets. Mimeographed. <laughs> now, it is technically a box. It comes in a box. Like three books that fit in a box plus a uh, plus a DM screen. DM screens. It's neat. Now, I will I will say the good things first. The art it blows away anything from second edition. That's what the modern editions have over. It's guys. art. It's amazing, amazing art. Uh, things are well laid out, unlike second edition, where it's just here's three columns of text. You can't tell one page from the other. I they crammed if, as much in there as possible. I but, wonder if they got some of the guys that did the artwork for the Magic the Gathering in on that. Yeah, very likely. Probably, probably, probably. Very That's why likely. it's so good. Yeah. yeah, it's really amazing art. The spell jam, the art in Spelljammer just blows away anything I've seen in old Spelljammer. Um, but that's about it. That's that's the that's the good parts. And this is coming from someone who really, really want wanted this to be great. And I was just you've been gonna... bitching about getting a Spelljammer campaign for years. I know before they even announced it or even probably considered. I had to get a conversion of second edition stuff to fifth edition. I had to make my own maps and everything. Oh, maps. Let's talk about maps. Okay, so here's what I don't like about the new one. How, uh, is this going to take an hour? No, not okay, at all. Okay, just checking. Not at all. 
Because Kirsten still hasn't gone yet. Oh, so. that, that's okay. Actually, his is going to conveniently uh, lead, lead into right mine. into his. Oh, okay. We've talked right. about hey, this. You have control of the board. That's all I'm saying. I, I do. That's Maps why I was and asking. fucking travel. So you got cool map. You got like four different maps of things in the old set. And the new one, you've got like a, a poster of the Rock of Brawl, which is like the, the, the place you go. It's on an asteroid or whatever. It's one poster and on the other side it's the other side of the rock of brawl and it's neat nice idea it yeah it's cool. a good idea it's basically taking a lot of it just straight out of second edition so they didn't change much there but there weren't any space maps in fact there's one thing in the book that says here's here's a map of the astral sea and it's, it just says wild space system, wild space system, wild space system. doesn't list distances or, or relative distances between these systems it's just it's a throw. It's it's absolutely worthless. Um, and they don't even name the goddamn systems. It's stupid. Well, it, part of that's probably their open philosophy of they want the DM to fill in shit, wouldn't it? Well, then I'd write my own spelljammer. Thanks. I want ideas from them so that I can go and make news and make stuff around it. It's DMs can always throw out the rules when they need to. I was just gonna say because hasn't Barry said before. What they have is crap. I'm going to make my own crap yeah. all the time. Well, yeah, and so I, that's I, I hate like, having to do it. When when in in prior things, I I do know like Watsi does this a lot because in prior things, every time they get the it's well this isn't written and that isn't and it's like because the idea is for the DM to fill in some of their own stuff in their own lore and it, there's like this I, no I'm not even going to call it attention because I really mm. think. More people want a lot of stuff than people. Well, leave me blank spaces so I can do my own thing. Because people will throw it out, like Barry said. Throw it out, but give me something to work with, or right. at least give me something to throw out. There's absolutely nothing mm. for the maps. Any any promises of supplemental stuff? Oh, hold on. Okay. Put a pin in that. We're oh, gonna okay. get back wow. to There's a lot the of ships. pins. There's a lot of pins. In there's three books. There's a there's a campaign book which I I don't like because the enemies are almost cartoonishly evil. It's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's a monster manual with full of monsters, and some of them are just like crammed in there. They just made up space clowns. Basically, the killer clowns are matter <laughs> yeah. space. Space clowns. A murder comet. Space really clowns. Really murder, murder comet. comet. I heard about the murder comet. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so <laughs> stupid. And then there's the adventure guide. Okay, it's named as the same as the uh, the <laughs> second edition. Minute, I thought you said adventure guy. <laughs> yeah. There's the adventure guy. I'm there's adventure guy. guy. Yeah. Come away and listen. Anyway, there's a, there's an adventure guide, and in that adventure guide, which is by the way like 32 pages long, Ooh, there's that's some adventuring it. there. Yeah, I know nothing. <laughs> Half of it right away is art. So well, the rest, but it's is, that awesome art. It's awesome. Okay. but it doesn't help me run a goddamn game. <laughs> Okay, and then a th good third of the book is dedicated to the Rock of Brawl and describing it. Mm. Um, let me tell you something. This in this new one, a third of the book is is the, about the Rock of Brawl, and it only describes about thirty three locations in the, in the place. Some of them with just one sentence. In the old Spelljammer, Rock of Brawl was mentioned briefly, but was not in the main thing. It was a supplement, and it had. It, it was a book 85 pages long with 155 locations with at least a paragraph each. So mm. they already threw out half the good stuff like uh, Luigi the Beholder. It's, he runs a bar. It's a fun thing. Where's all his history? Gone. The, 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 the ruler of Rock of Brawl and his court, all that stuff, gone. Now, it's the same guy. They didn't even 
take into account, oh, well, this happened like 170 years ago or something. No, they just plop, there it is. We just pull it right out of second edition, put it in fifth edition. Kind of lazy. Astral elves. You want to be an astral elf. They're neat, but they're like the bad guys (laughs) in the adventure. Like that. It's just stupid. (laughs) There's like six new races you could be, and there's, there's no real background on them, including mm. the GIF. Now, I say GIF because I've always said GIF, yeah. but they even make the fun joke that there. That was funny. That was funny, where they say that you, even the GIF argue amongst themselves about whether it's GIF or GIF. <laughs> but <laughs> that GIF. paragraph, as funny as it was, takes away from space where they could put actual content. Wow. Probably didn't have any. That's I think. Uh, let's talk about ship combat. You think in a, in a game about spaceships and stuff, you'd have ship combat rules? Well, you know. Nope. Well, not a goddamn thing. You basically have to take the book Ghosts of Saltmarsh and convert it to space combat. 5e Ghosts of Saltmarsh? Yeah. That's got... Oh, oh, because it's... It's got, got an appendix. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. As <laughs> we learned from Wrath of Khan, that's two-dimensional thing. Oh, shut up. What? <laughs> what? No, actually, seriously, naval combat, right, is... it? I mean, I don't have Ghosts of Saltmarsh, but it's like... Well, obviously, you're it's two-dimensional because you're on the sea, but they don't... They, yeah, they don't even talk about how you could... Fun ways yeah. to do ship yeah. combat. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no rule set for it. Listen, this is the Star Trek universe. It's just straight on. <laughs> Straight on. Kind of. Z minus 10,000 meters. Yeah. In old yeah. Spelljammer, you know what you'd get? Fucking spells. You know how many unique spells we have for this setting? Two. Blocking our path, sir. Ooh. Two. That's it. <laughs> and where is the Spelljammer? In the old set, the Spelljammer refers to a very specific ginormous ship. It's a really neat mm. set piece. Mm. Gone. There's so many things from old Spelljammer gone. And so you'd think, okay, well, maybe they'll put it out in future uh, support materials. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, there, well, after the thing I got to talk about, there's probably, yeah. Yeah. And that these days, it's like one and done with, with, with Wizards of the Coast. Funny the way you say that. <laughs> one and done. It is funny I say that. Because you know what's coming out next? Dragonlance. And then next year, Planescape. Planescape. What They're going to do the same goddamn I thing. Love, I love. Planescape is my second edition campaign setting that I just absolutely love. And what you're saying about Spelljammer is actually hurting my feelings wow well I'm, sorry because yeah. you're gonna get shit on just like i got shit on <laughs> and it's gonna be closer to the time that yes. one D comes yeah. out and with that i'm gonna toss it to you yeah well probably barry one of the reasons one, one. Derp, derp. The, the reason this is this is so thin is probably because uh they made the announcement this week and this this was kind of weird because they just had gen con yeah it was the Thursday after Gen Con that they made this announcement. Why did they announce it at Gen Con? I know. I don't know. Like, I don't, well, I think I know why. Because oh. people would be pissed. Odd time. Oh, they, they don't want to riot. They don't want to start an edition war. You know? but, <laughs> Even though um, it's not a new edition. It's right. a whole new D&D. They announced, they announced the one D&D. They're envisioning D&D. It's not an edition. It's all one d so you see you'll be able to play your second edition Spelljammer because it'll all be backward compatible it'll be one D&D which is really funny because if you do D&D one it kind of becomes D and done <laughs> which is like so yeah so they they announced that they're doing some changes um, and a lot of YouTubers and the like who have ears in the industry 
have been hinting that you know something's coming because they'll occasionally hear stuff from developers and things that are working at Watsi. But they're this making is the cells off D and D. Yeah. Well, you know what, dude? There, there was some people who have actually speculated on that because the the big big parent company, the company that owns Hasbro, which owns Watsi. Um, has been looking into uh, all sorts of digital stuff. You've got the uh, the the CEO of Hasbro is a recent uh, promoted guy out of D and D, but then the head of uh, Watsi is actually a Microsoft person. So there was a lot of they're talking about a lot of there was speculation about a lot of digital things. Well, here you go, because the the did a little playtest release talking about the changes they're going to make to 5th edition. Um, and they, they talked about some rule issues. Right now, we just got some first-level character stuff. They released what they called a playtest, and they want people to play it, use it, look at it, and give feedback. But then they dived into their digital component. And, and apparently, it's like they've got they've got roll twenty at all in their sites. Oh, oh, I, I need to point something out during the announcement, which was like an hour long, like panel mm-hmm. or whatever. I think forty five minutes of it was Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the, for the, true cash yeah. camp. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it right is. There, Although D and D is not doing bad. D and D has actually been. I mean, D and D is doing the best it's ever done. Uh, not even talking money and inflation, just talking raw numbers. D and D has d- destroyed previous history. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the, the well, eight hundred pound gorilla has become a sixteen hundred pound gorilla. Yeah, a lot of other uh, Hasbro divisions are not doing as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The yeah, fact yeah. that they're doing that well is mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Yeah. So, but there was there was some talk. Some people have speculated that. Uh, maybe the big giant I, I forget the name of it too damn it, it it's like some uh, that was me some uh, fucking uh, corporation I think in Germany or something that like owns all this shit was they've been speculating maybe uh, D&D will be spun off from Watsi well the Vanguard group owns like 10% is the biggest uh, I have heard yeah, that Hasbro, Hasbro might been spinning that division off. That yeah. was something that came up in it, one of my and, news and, and it comes and it goes. A lot of people, though, now with the 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 digital thing, um, and I think Vanguard actually buying, getting their stake was actually part of what initiated that talk. But this digital thing that they're planning is actually kind of insane. It's going to be three D digital. You're going to be uh, digitally able to custom make your own minis just like in Hero Forge where you can make your own minis. But these are the minis you can use in the game. They're going to be using uh, 3D, uh, doing the whole graphics and integrated inter- uh, interactive maps. And the maps themselves will be customizable so you can do things. And they're really leaning into digital and online. And so I think that a lot of where they're going and what they're thinking about entails that. And I have a feeling that a lot of the rules push, this this one D&D, is probably part of it is coming from generating the buzz because they don't want to just release their own digital platform. And however great it may be, you know, it it's like, oh, now it's got a platform. So it's like everything's coming through with it. They're doing interesting stuff. 
Um, they've done a few things like they've eliminated the concept, the mechanical concept of half races. So you can't build a mechanical half elf. Uh, you know, you can't use the game mechanics for that. You're either elf or human. And then you can say you're half, but you're using the mechanics of one or the other. Same thing with orcs. It's now orcs, just like Warcraft. You're an orc. You're not a half orc. There is none of that half orc stuff. Um, and right now they've, uh, they've adjusted. One of the cooler things I think is they're, they've taken ability scores away from races. So they're, you know, getting away from that biological determinism because apparently orcs, uh, protested. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, now it's background. So now you like take your farmer background and you'll have a plus one to strength and a plus two to constitution because that's how you were raised. Also, actually, a bunch of YouTubers laughed at the fact that, hey, we finally got a farmer background, which is kind of funny because in fantasy or not, you would figure in pre-industrial societies, <laughs> that's going to be the biggest background everyone has by far. And we actually never had a farmer yeah, you're background. Either, you're a farmer indeed. or a soldier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was funny. But like... so your background is now going to be altering uh, your ability scores and I think there will be other things as yeah. well once again this is like first level and they're just talking base basic races you can um, have a small human but you can't have a small fucking dwarf <laughs> stupid you can have size variations in some <laughs> races and humans are one of them you can have medium size which has certain mechanical applications and you can have small and dwarves you can you, you, uh, you got your gnomes you got your halflings but dwarves are count as medium size and cannot be small, even though humans can. Which is someone's going to complain. Hilarious. They're going to say, "Well, you know, you you uh, you did all this for little people so they could be represented, but what if a little person wants to play a dwarf little person?" Yeah, I, it, guarantee well, it's you're gonna, not gonna stop you're it. not going to win with that, no matter what you do, because someone is going to get irritated, which is one of the problems with pandering. Right, because it's like you make these decisions based on people complaining. Well, there's always going to be someone complaining. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all the pedophiles for the halfling, right? <laughs> for your for your halfling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every halfling to him is a pedophile. <laughs> every person. Oh, sorry. Every yeah. person who likes to play a halfling is weird. I just uh, like to play halflings in your games. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I know you, and. Matt, good old mango and jelly. Ball. I don't play Andy. halfling. I play yeah, but you want to. Half I play a gnome. Yeah, I and play gnome, gnome. gnomes. That's an established tradition. Gnomes have a great history. There's folkloric, uh, you know, legacy there. Halflings. They were created by a British guy who was writing a children's book <laughs> where these adults were in children's bodies. Adult in children's bodies. That should be a sentence that just creeps out people. But no, people want to play this in a fucking game i so desperately want to play a live game where you're the dm and everyone at the table is playing halfling bards oh and we all get (laughs) ripped up drunk on fireball yeah well and then you get ripped up drunk by a dragon no do you get (laughs) then you get ripped up by a fireball (laughs) yeah by Uh, a fireball so so they've done that like with backgrounds they've um they've modified like how you get languages and stuff like that there there are rules everybody speaks three or something like that they're, they're, everyone everyone gets a lot of languages, languages which languages. it's like a major meh laughing notwithstanding. America is actually weird as mm-hmm. a country in terms of multilingualism because mm-hmm. most cultures, people actually speak more than one language. It's a sign of a good education, but also it's a practicality. <laughs> 
It's a sure. practicality. There, even in ancient times, you might be an illiterate society and you still speak multiple languages just because of contact and moving around between other cultures. Oh, yeah. And so it actually, that's kind of you know, a little more realistic, but you all get uh, common and then you get language selections based on your background and based on uh, a race selection. Yeah, I, I had um, a boss that... Uh, I used to have a boss who he spoke like five languages. He was sure. raised, he was raised in Europe, right. and I'm just like mm -hmm. five. <laughs> like I could speak like one and a half. Languages. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing to think about too. You talk and one of those it, is Klingons, and he does it yeah. just it just drops right into it. It's like it's nothing for him. Right, right. Oh, it's really freaky when some people like this. This, of course, is American. But my sister in law was telling me when she studied Spanish in college. Yeah. And got so deep into it, she started dreaming in Spanish, which uh -huh. is just like dreaming in another language. And, and then you think, wait a minute, I guess not everybody dreams in English, yeah. but I can't imagine dreaming in yeah. anything else. That's weird, you know? When so. I used to speak French fluently, I could I could dream in French. Ah. Yeah, but I've... I can't even fucking speak French anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. I lost it Use all. Use it or lose it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Use it or lose it. That's yeah. so weird. It, like you think you've completely lost it because I can understand when people are talking. I can I can listen, but I'll answer in English. Okay, mm -hmm. and like I had it happen to me at the Excalibur where uh, these two people from France were talking <laughs> yes. shit. France, I, I love. We this come story. from France. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and their their faces turned a shade of red I've never seen after I answered them in perfect English. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So, uh, well, and like when I was living overseas in the Middle East, right, at my high school had 49 different nationalities. Wow. And the language, yeah. it was so fun. There would be Arab kids. It was so hilarious. One would be speaking English and the other would be speaking Arabic. And yeah. they'd be totally conversing and talking amongst themselves. Uh -huh. But it's just you're hearing half the language and you're and it's funny because they're totally getting each other. It, it I don't know. Anyway, um, so it's it's not all bad. No, it's not all good either. Though. Well, you know, it is a play test. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, what's the stuff that's really bothering you? I spelljammers. Cover <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. but anyways. Um, well, I would really want to see what they do with warlocks. They didn't yes. talk about that because right. they're, they're messing with long rests and short rests. Yes, they are messing with that, and they're calling them D twenty tests now. I know that's there's some things funny. that just that's, that's so. It, I I know it's not an accurate representation, but I'd like to laugh and call it. it it's like Eurogamish to you know call it a test, and it's like because you roll the D twenty. 24 uh, saving uh, saving throws, attack rolls, and ability checks, and now they're just calling it a D20 test, which is kind of funny because you still have attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws. So I don't know. So far as I can tell, this is really the only rules changes they presented so far are just character creation stuff. Yes, and it. So far, it still looks like no matter how you create a character, it'll still work within like the SRD. And that's what they say is that it's it's not going to be this severe departure from Five E. Yeah, like Meh had just railed against this oh, thing. Oh, he's because you know he was full of piss and vinegar. Well, it's really funny. We talk about Meh and like the rules guy, right? So yeah. his job. Basically, he, he his brain he just takes apart the bits and pieces and he looks at all potential avenues and i think that's what leads him to make these wild leaps what i consider a wild assumptions 
on his part in terms of where no, they're going. No, I agree. I, I, I agree. I'm just cautious about it. I'm hey, not op- you know, I'm not optimistic. Just it's cautious. A, it's an, it's an, <laughs> just cautious. Yeah. It's it's an it's uh, it's an addition war brewing. Oh god. It's so gonna funny. be sixty. <laughs> It's it's gonna yes. happen. Well, that's that's the other thing because one YouTuber, uh, he he's his channel is D and D Shorts, and he does short things where he talks about things you can do in D and D, and he's actually very entertaining. And he he was one of the first live reactions to the trailer when they when they put it out because that's how the announcement was made, folks, by a, by a trailer. And he put it out, and he was watching it and reacting, and he was like, "Right, one D and D, okay, whatever, you know." Well, I don't like how they started it. The first part of it, like the first five minutes of it, is like talking about inclusion and right. how it's a story for everybody now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Who, "What audience are you trying to?" Yeah. Well, there, there is a there is a vocal like YouTube community that talks about that sort of thing that really does you know make make uh, make. Uh, uh, I was going to say make a lot of noise. I don't want to phrase it that way. That are very the, vocal. The vocal minority. The vocal yeah. about about that sort of and thing. They right. swung the pendulum way far. I think they overcorrected a little bit, and they needed correction. It was obvious, but I think they overcorrected. That's just me. Uh, but we'll see where yeah, they go. We'll I, see. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not too terribly worried about stuff because I'm. I'm. Always interested in the mechanics because I tend to yeah. do my own campaigns anyway. Like yeah. you know, no halflings allowed. Uh, but <laughs> you know, it's just I'm interested in seeing what they do there. And right now, I'm seeing streamlining um, the the change the short rests and long rests that has a big impact on like the pack casting of the warlock. So that'll be very interesting to see what their actual plan is. But who knows? If it's even farther a departure from 4th edition, if they've learned their lessons there, then you know what? Fine. I'm just... Mm, yeah. I don't... After looking at Spelljammer and other such... I don't really trust Crawford. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Crawford. Mm. Because I don't like the, the, the products that well, he's put out. I don't well, like the quality. Uh, Jeremy Crawford, like lead developer... Uh, uh, the big guy behind the game design at D and D doesn't like lore. He, well, yeah, he hates lore. Well, that's I mean one of the difficult things though with like Spelljammer and whatever's coming out now for the next two years, um, because it, it D one D and D will be released in uh, 2024, which will be the 50th anniversary for those of you who want to feel old. Um, Thanks. Uh, will be the 50th anniversary of D&D's publication in 74. But, uh, dude, we're not going to be getting great stuff for the next two years because they're focusing on the the new edition. So it's <laughs> the fill-in stuff then. It's yeah. fill-in. They're gonna, I feel like know. they're doing it just to maintain control well, of the they, IP. Well, well, that and the... the Stop keep gap. Keep, Stop gap measure. Yeah, yeah. and keep... To to keep your your market going, if you go cold for two years, yeah, they're going to lose a lot of money. That that would that would probably be a devastating thing when they finally did reintroduce it. So and, they you know. they put out stuff that like Spelljammer, where it, I think it's clear that uh, not uh, Perkins, asshole. That uh, <laughs> that's for another reason. Uh, clearly, wasn't interested in. 
Yeah. Otherwise, they would have actually written something for it instead of just taking yeah. second edition and eating it and regurgitating it. Yep. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think we're going to be, that's what we're going to be looking at. And, and who, you know, and, and face it, Barry, business-wise, the, the heyday of those wonderful box sets, <laughs> which I fucking loved. I still remember cracking open my Greyhawk and and my Waterdeep. That was some impressive ass shit. And it's heavy too. That yes, box set. yes. I have it. There's it was like full. And it and it's just like and, we're and not if getting a setting, that. If there's setting, you would get a box set for the setting, and you get a box set for Waterdeep, and there's a box set for the North, and there's a box set for Zental Keep. Yes, and there's a box set for Planescape. this, that, and the other. Planescape. Planescape, Planes of Law, Planes of Chaos, Planes of Neutrality. Spelljammer had a bunch of that too. The War Captains thing. And yeah. I have all those as well. Right, right. We're not getting the supplemental material, yeah. or if we do, it's going to be on DM's Guild, and I got to download it. Or, or, or well, that's actually one of their announcements or too. Is when community you, when you buy built, stuff, which is when you, you write it yourself. When you Fuck. buy stuff, it's all integrated. It will be all integrated. That's, you get your book. You're going to have your digital rules, which will function in their digital application. That's thing. worth talking about because for the longest time. I only wanted to buy the, the physical books, and if I ever wanted to do something online, I'd have to buy, like like Deb had to buy right. uh, the, the Frost Maiden, uh, the Rhyme sure. of the Frost Maiden, sure. so she could run it. With well, you got to buy a whole new set of books, essentially, if you're going to run uh, Roll20. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. one of the nice things about, uh, about um, um, uh, uh, Just Mike helping out. With uh, with me because and, he has all the because he books has there. so much yeah. yeah so now that's this is the killer for roll twenty and oh for my god all of that there was Fantasy also Grounds, all there that. was also um, Tailspire which I think was was really going for the three D look yeah I've seen a couple yeah they're still like in that. development but I think they're fucking dead now oh, because yeah. they're not going to have the resources that Watsi is going to have to do this. I guarantee even rule 20 is going to pull back and well, say eventually, there's no point eventually they're going to get fucking you know well I wonder because I because I still get the updates from rule 20 and they keep keep adding more RPGs well that's probably going to be they're saving grace yes. is that they have all these different i RPGs. wonder in fact when this digital thing comes out in 24 will will uh wizards even allow roll 20 at fantasy grounds at all to do you know uh they would be foolish if they took it away they don't have to take it away the fact that their new app exists is going to take it away they don't have to be dicks about it. i i i would oh, agree with be, you but then dicks. again they're gonna be dicks. then again even though you have a marketing degree you don't have an mba and and that that seems to yeah i think the a in mba is asshole yeah <laughs> yeah well so. Heaven forbid this become a D&D shock any longer than it already is. <laughs> Looking at the uh, the timestamp on here. Uh, any other geeky things that you did this week that you want to talk about, Kirsten? Uh, no, that's... I mean, I was watching a few of those videos and reactions and talking about that. Gamed with the gang on uh, on uh, Sunday. So Okay. And I've been playing my ass off on uh, digital uh, Lords of Waterdeep. I just, All right. You know, I'm sitting here listening to this going... Call of Cthulhu has been backward compatible for 40 years. Oh, oh God. my God. Well, I guess on that note. <laughs> yes, please move on quickly. <laughs> it sounds like it's time for Week and Geek. Yay! Oh, my. Well, actually, guys, this week in the news, Wizards of the Coast announced <laughs> one DMT. <laughs> That's actually, it was, it was kind and of funny. because Some other like, titles, too. That a huge. Yeah, they're. 
there uh they talked about like they talked about Spain, the Spain Jammer. Wow, is it an hour Spain and a half? Spain Jammer. Well, I don't even it know is, where the. It, it is, is exactly an hour and a half. Where the right fuck now? did that come from? Um, it uh, spell Jammer, and of course we're gonna get the Planescape, and of course we talked about being sad about it because I have a feeling that's gonna be all afterthought stuff. Um, but yeah, they made that announcement. Uh, we'll see where it goes. We got two years, yeah. you know. I'd, it was. It still was weird though, because we did have Gen Con, and they literally waited to right after. It's probably. It's probably just what you alluded to before. Is it's this is them trying to get people to realize that there's something big coming, but they don't want you them to feel like they're gonna just abandon them for the two year gap between now right. the announcement now and yeah. the and actual. They can't. They can't. You yeah. can't. You can't yeah. let. The, not, not when it's. it's they were lucky. Hasbro's cash. Not right that now. we're not that we're becoming D and D again. But they were lucky with uh, with third edition because Watsi was perforce right. dead in the water with two e. Yeah. But anyway, we got um, we got, we got? Uh, the teaser for the new Hellraiser dropped. Oh really? Yeah. I don't even see it. Is it good? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a teaser. It's uh, you barely see Pinhead's head, but oh. you do, and it's like the word Hellraiser. You know, kind of scrolls across, and you see uh, what you're you're pretty sure is uh, Pinhead. So uh, that's that's the we'll teaser for Hellraiser. Teaser for Hellraiser. So, yeah. All but, right. <laughs> um, October seventh release. So uh, October seventh this year. Uh, I believe so. Wow. Wow. I that's didn't write quick. the year. And they don't have I'm, a bunch of trailers already. It's um, the end of August. Yeah. Maybe it is the next year. Is that's, this like a streaming drop, like one of the movies, or? Uh, I don't even, dude. I just wrote. Hell what the fuck teaser. are you doing? That's God, right. Okay, let me. Yeah, I've got. I've got other internet. stuff. It's uh. not. I, I will say it's not unheard of to get a teaser two months before the actual release when it's sure. been operating in kind of stealth mode for. Yeah, a while. and it has. So, it has. I mean, so. probably. I'm gonna say just guessing. It's probably uh, October 2023. Nope. It says here no, Hulu. No, it is. It actually 22. is 22. Yeah. There you go. It's, All right. It's gonna be there streaming on Hulu. See that's... Okay, so okay. that's definitely something I've been noticing a lot lately, too. Stuff that was originally going to be theatrically released, uh, now being released on one of the streamers, and it's like they drop the teaser, and then suddenly it's like, oh, it's just literally right around the yeah. corner, and you didn't know anything about it. So, yeah. Well, I think I think that that's a pretty good strategy. It's you not basi- bad. You basically got two. You got one where people talk about it, right. sort of. For a couple years, and that'll build. It's, or you yeah. you do a little tiny micro bomb, and suddenly people are like, oh. "It's just short of like that instant gratification thing." It's like, "Here's your teaser, and guess what? It's only about a month and a half away." Right. And you're going, "Whoa, wait! I don't have to wait a whole another year." Yeah, there's awesome. that too. That you're, I think you're increasing the anticipation. Kind of burnt out on the whole years long. Yeah, because I mean, even like when I was watching uh, the Marvel Comic Con panel stuff. As excited as I am for like all the stuff that's coming, at the same time it's like this is two years away, three years away, four years away, and it's yeah, it's just crazy. You're yeah, just going, oh my god. Much less DC's ten year plan, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the other one, the yeah. newest one. Oh, dude, I love that meme. The the <laughs> let's the, from, Manhattan. From, yes, that, <laughs> let's god, cut three so billion dollars off of the budget and lose twenty billion dollars in Jesus stock value. Christ. Well, as uh, and then it came back up a little bit, but yeah. But as my friend Lewis pointed out, that, yeah. and even the article that talked about it said, yeah, right. this is not an Apple to apples comparison right one is cash one is stock value sure yeah. 
<laughs> but still, um, it made me giggle. All right, so we have uh, we have actually this is interesting. Zack Snyder had a, apparently done a, a Star Wars pitch at one point, and okay. it, it wasn't taken. But he's you know, I mean, Star Wars, right? It almost like Orville with Star Trek. You file off a few serial numbers, you can do your own thing, and he's <laughs> right. got this thing uh, called Rebel Moon. And Rebel Moon will be a Netflix uh, original, a, a Netflix joint. Yeah, it is not yet got a release date. But one of the f- interesting things is that apparently Rebel Moon Part Two is one of the eighteen new movies to have qualified for California's tax credit program. <laughs> so they're going to actually shoot it. In so the- it looks like they've already yeah. been approved for a sequel. Even though the uh, actual Rebel Moon has not yet even been uh, released, oh, help, help oh. me, Ob Two. You're my only hope. Yeah, really. Well, <laughs> wait, actually, wait, wait, it's 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 not Star Wars. No, it's not. I thought it was. Star- no, uh, no, it's not. But he did he did a pitch, and uh, at, you know, Star Wars, right? Everyone talks about inspired by Hidden Fortress. Uh, this is inspired by Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. So it's the story of a group of farmers who inhabit a distant colony in space, and their lives are threatened by the arrival of an evil army led by a tyrannical Belisarius, which I'm a little offended at. I kind of thought Belisarius was a cool historical character. Ed Scrain. Ed Scrain will be the Belisarius. Is Sybil Nanning showing up at any point? Uh, or, uh... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> will there be lightsabers? Is, uh, I, I don't believe so, but who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, nowadays, especially with Dune, uh, you know, get swords back in science fiction. So, but it'll be yeah. just like the 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 Seven Samurai model. A uh, young woman will go out across uh, their section of the gallery in search of warriors who can help fight off the invaders. You know, so wait a minute, that's three amigos. Oh boy! It's, it's, it's seven amigos. Everything wow. comes back to three amigos for you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, everything goes back to three amigos. Jesus Christ! So yeah, so Snyder is doing that, and right yeah. now it looks like uh, Netflix is happy. So we'll see when the the actual announcement is. Maybe they'll do a teaser when yeah. less than two months away. Maybe, <laughs> which would be kind of cool because you know right. what? I'm getting tired of the whole wait thing so i'll wait for marvel but the rest of you come on well covid like really highlighted that whole you know movies are done (laughs) here comes your trailer and then three years later that movie is still not out yeah Yeah. it's like no it's done we're done editing it's like no no we did some research we're waiting for there to be an audience (laughs) now this this caught my eye okay um directed by anna lily amirpour is mona lisa and the blood moon and okay. this uh, this is a trailer that dropped. It's an upcoming thriller with Kate Hudson, uh, Jun Jon Seo, and Ed Scrain. Looks like Ed's uh, Ed's market value is picking up. If you play uh, Todd's Hollywood oh. uh, stock game, buy some Ed Scrain. Hollywood stock exchange. Yeah, yeah. get some Ed Scrain because it's going up. Um, struggling single mother Hudson uh, befriends a mysterious mental institute escapee with supernatural powers. That's John Cio. And uh, she sees a lucrative opportunity to make some fast cash. Don't we all? So um, that just captured my attention in terms of it'll be set in New Orleans. Um, kind of 
there's a little bit of a Stranger Things vibe about it, although that character is not is not a child. So, All right. um, Jason Momoa will be in an upcoming fantasy film, Slumberland. Uh, this is a, a story about a um, girl who. Whoops! Let me get to my damn summation. Um, about a girl who befriends this um, nine-foot-tall creature. He's half man, half beast, with shaggy fur, long curved tusks. That's Jason Momoa. He sounds sounds kind of orcish. I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, the uh, let's see, Nemo. So Nemo is the girl who travels to the mystical land in search of her missing father. It'll have Kyle Chandler probably paying, playing the missing father. That's, uh, that seems to be his uh, jam lately. That's his thing. Chris O'Dowd. India de Beaufort will be joining in an unspecified role. Now, I picked this up because when I worked at a comic book store, the uh, hardback collections of Little Nemo and Slumberland were really big. There were a lot of people who liked to come in, and that's an old, mm-hmm. old cartoon series. Yeah, French. Yeah. 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 Uh, we had the English translations of the, the and um, I, I obviously this is where that or that is where this is coming from. So I, uh, I'm interested in seeing what they do with that, and I'm glad to see Momo is still working. His character will be CGI, but he will, he'll be Mark Ruffalo to uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll be Slumberland's yeah. uh, Hulk. He'll be so, mocapped. Yeah. So Momo. Um, so yeah, Momo, Momo kept. Momo, <laughs> and uh, this I don't. I'm I'm confused because the article I read was acting like it is very recent news, but now when I dug dug around a bit, it seems to be a couple months old. The Penguin series uh, spinoff with uh, with Colin Farrell is mm-hmm. in fact confirmed for HBO Max. Hmm. So he will be doing. Well, for now. For yeah, <laughs> for now. <laughs> For now, Discovery Plus. That's is true. Like, yeah. yeah, with the, with mm. you know HBO Max, the new uh, the new old Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, because yeah. uh, even J.J. Abrams like three projects. All three of them have at uh, HBO. Uh, well, two were like at HBO. One was supposed to be theatrical. All three of his deals with Warner's have been axed. So, who knows what he's going to end up doing with with those projects? Yeah. They spent all that time on the one that off I, the serial numbers and go to Netflix. Right? Well, <laughs> the one that I read about was that they are going to be shopping around the uh, the new Batman animated series. Yeah, I did hear that as well because uh, that was supposed to it was supposed to be tied to the uh, the old Batman animated series, almost like a, a continuation, right? Kind of, yeah. Like a, said, a little twist on it. They, yeah, they said it's the spiritual and uh, descendant, right? Because Bruce Tim was involved, yeah. and uh, uh, but it was supposed to be targeted more towards adult audiences, if I yeah, recall. Yeah, yeah. like the, well, you have, yeah, uh, even though uh, Diedrich Bader is. Gonna right. be doing the voice. Yeah, so. I mean, I know I don't have a problem with that. No, he did. A, he did a fine job. I, and you, have it, we had a year without a Batman thing in the last twenty years? You oh. shut up. You shut up. <laughs> oh man, just that, saying. I just love that as an idea. Well, wasn't that actually a, a story year arc? A year without a Batman. That was a year. It was. I year. don't know. Oh wow, <laughs> Steve doesn't want to talk about it. Apparently, <laughs> Steve. Well, uh, I mean, they had the whole Azrael, uh, uh yeah. arc. I meant like a real world year without Batman. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, <clears throat> um, he hates DC so much. Steve, what have you have you heard anything specific about the Farrell uh, Penguin thing as in your little DC circles? Um, just every you know, all the fanboys been panicking, and so all the creators of uh, of a few of the shows that were going to be uh, on HBO Max, like Doom Patrol and Titans and uh, Peacemaker Two. All those, they've all been coming out saying, "No, no, no, we're shooting. We're still, we're still in production." But of course, as we know that's not, yeah. not a guarantee until it's on screen. It's yeah, yes. really. It's, they can always yank it. That's still. And I saw, well, I, I saw a little article about that. The people were clamoring for the Batgirl thing. Yeah, let's do a Snyder cut. Yeah, and, and the, the files and, are all gone. And uh, yeah, they were saying that actually, we, there are a lot of resources we would need to do that. It's not simply a matter of us just well the, editing and and then putting it out for one of the two directors said that they were going to try to while they still had access to the editing suite they were going to try to grab some clips from there and all gone it's not likely that they purged those files but their access to those files on the server was removed so if they they couldn't even they couldn't even like they because they said their thought was they were going to use their cell phone camera and, and and take some pictures and maybe some short video clips of some of the more important stuff, including Keaton in his um, Batman costume. That's the biggest crime. And, and they said it yeah. was just gone. Like They said that when they went through, uh, the editing that they had done up to that point was just gone. There was wow. nothing, nothing, that, that, nothing that was on the server that they had access to. Wow. So um, I, I have a huge problem with that just because writing off content i know it's going to save them money in the long in the short term rather but i think it's going to hurt them in the long term because it's weird how discovery is approaching this because it seems like they're approaching it like a physical product that is available in a store that you just oh well let's take the tax write off of it and the yes. entertainment industry has never operated like that right because right. everything that you do is a risk content yeah and also any content is uh, content discussed yeah you know you have to re- even even the original Catwoman. yeah right you know holly yeah. berry's poor thing yeah it, they they still put that fucker out yeah. it generates yeah. buzz and it still generates income for them even though mm. it's it's, it's pretty universally yeah. reviled but it still appears in syndication yeah. it still pops up on streaming services people still watch it some people hate watch it but the thing is <laughs> they still make money off of sure. that some so people drunk watch it it's, yeah yeah, yeah fireball it they, <laughs> they seem to have not grasped that even if you spend a lot of money on something that's not testing well, like they're saying that happened with Batgirl, people are still going to watch it. Mm-hmm. In fact, they'll probably, they probably would have more than made up their money just because of the buzz and if they had just left it as it's not testing well, we're not sure what we're going to do with it instead of saying we're going to shelve it, it's never going to be seen, we're going to take the tax and right Holly, off. And Hollywood accounting anyway. Don't, yeah. don't, doesn't doesn't well, even big blockbusters turn out to be losses that they can write well, off? Yes, and, and with that I said, Ishtar. they still <laughs> compartmentalize a lot of that stuff so that even though they generated profit off of it, or they probably at least made their money back already mm-hmm. before the tax write-off. 
they don't shift they don't shift it in the books so that it's like sure. okay well we lost money on the marketing that's not recoupable uh, we lost money on this so we're going to take the tax write off so they probably did make money off of it already just with the you know the tax incentives and the, mm. they probably at least made their money back well they- and then they're going to make they're going to make some money off of it by saying it's a tax write-off, even though they're counting it as a quote-unquote loss. Mm-hmm. It's just it's that creative accounting thing. Right. I mean, you, you mentioned Ishtar, uh, Barry. Ishtar or Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. Those are things unto themselves, too, right? Yeah. It's like Batgirl is, is a part of something. So, well, I mean... And Ishtar has a huge cult following. I did not like it, but mm-hmm. I, have, I had a friend in terrible. high school that... That absolutely loved it. He said it was a, it was a constantly underrated film. Right. Uh, That's he what said, I've heard too. I've never watched it, but I've heard the same thing. I couldn't. I, I started to watch it. I couldn't get into it. But like I said, this friend of mine, Jason, he just absolutely adored that film. Sure. He would start talking. He would start quoting lines of it and start cracking up before he could even get the lines <laughs> out. Jesus. And I'm like. I don't see what's funny about that. So. And, and let's be honest. It's DC. It's So if Batgirl is bad, just, yeah. you know, what's that going to do to the DC brand? So <laughs> can't make it worse. So I don't think you can go any worse. I think it's I think it's at a point <laughs> no, where no. You, you get the uh, the Universal Monsters brand. Well, they uh, shit the bed. They, anyway. Although they died coming out of the gate. Too, yeah. So. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there is actually some some news about that. Matt Reeves just signed a multi-year first-look deal with Warner Brothers. I did read about that yesterday. Yeah. I saw that, too. And Penguin is part of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi, um, who are basically the, the co-chairs, the CEO of Warner Brothers Pictures, under David Zaslav, um, have already talked about they are still going to woo Leslie Grace to be Batgirl in future projects. Well, at least that's something. Yeah, yeah. That's. I wonder if that's because of the backlash that's come out. That's saying, why would you do this to somebody that's a young and upcoming actress? She's a person of color, and and that, that maybe that is something they decided for a PR. Maybe. I mean. <sighs> I mean, you know, at uh, least it's happening. Yeah. Or, or likely to happen, yeah. but I still feel like it's a way for Warners to save face from well, shelving. And, 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 maybe the maybe the, maybe her. it was just that bad. I what it sounds I don't like. Know. What it sounds like to me is that uh, when they looked at what the movie was, what the story was, they just didn't like the story. Well, and and this is the thing that's weird is like, how are they testing it? What were they testing? I get that that they they do testers with incomplete films, but both directors said that they were still in the process of editing, right. and they had no finished effect shots, which right. I know happens because, well, frankly, one of the things I'm listening to right now, a podcast, they talk about that where your test screenings are often hurtful to the picture because yeah. they are so unfinished and a lot of times the directors and the editors are still working on it and so it's an early work print that's nowhere near what they had planned for the finished product right the reason i, th- I say it's probably just the story itself like mm-hmm. like they looked at it and were like i don't know if we want to tell this story with that character is because also reportedly 
um, I can't remember if it was Black Adam or the next Aquaman movie, got the same test scores. Hmm. Got the same low test scores, and they're both still coming out. Interesting. Yeah. Now, Aquaman's getting reshoots, but that mostly has to do with getting... Ben Affleck in there as right. Batman instead of um, Michael Keaton. Oh. But well, but to, because, I, I like Affleck. Well, hang on, so- hang on. There's a reason for it. It's because they moved the dates of Flash and Aquaman. Well, I, I, no, no, no. I, I understand the whole narrative read. I'm just, I'm just upset at you know losing this this Michael Keaton. Yeah. That 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 just pinches because that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That well, was cool. God damn it! Most of well, their audience was... does not know Michael Keaton as Batman like we do. Yeah, but they actually, would. they would. After they know this. they know him as the Vulture. That's what. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's what they know him man. And yeah. actually, um, that's not true. There is a sizable portion of millennials and zennials that do know both Christopher Reeve and Michael Keaton's Batman because their parents show it to him. Yeah, that's, I just that's think true. It, it would be cool for him to be back and well, losing yeah, he's, that, he's losing still, that he's, footage. He's still going to be in Flash, though. So it, it's is not he in like Flashpoint at least. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's mm-hmm. confirmed. I mean, they've <laughs> shown they've <laughs> shown they've shown pictures of him in but the costume. But we lost two. That's interesting. Batgirl and that, Aquaman. At his yeah. age, why don't we get Frank Miller's Dark Knight and have him play that Batman? Oh, because they already did the they already fucking Dark Knight Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they did a shitty version of it, mm, but yeah, yeah, but essentially, yeah. Which, and you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah, man, Michael Keaton, Keaton doing that the Batman. Miller Batman with yeah. Carrie. Yummy. The whole business. Yeah, that's just great. I yep. mean, uh, maybe we'll get that book was built for a movie you know. to be a movie, and it j- well, well, and yeah. they did Batman versus Superman. Well, um, no, with somebody who didn't understand <laughs> that book, and with a studio that didn't understand, you can only do that story once you set up a universe in yeah. which you have a young Batman and a young Superman who have a career that grows up together. One of them's getting older, one of them's not, and one of them is also becoming kind of the enforcer for a slightly fascistic government. Yep. And the other is just just become the uh, the, fascist. the Vernon of superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you know me, I don't like DC, but I would have loved to have seen that come to fruition and after well, the then Justice League movies, just like the Avengers after the Avengers movies, stop. Go forward 20 years. Dark Knight. Yeah, well, and it's, it's and it's never going to happen. No, never. The, the the anything based on a DC property at Warner Brothers is never going to have that Marvel plan. Could they do it animated? Because even it, they did it animated. They did the animated the the Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Yeah, did I yeah. miss it? Yes, it's part you did yeah. miss it's it. It's really good. It's out there. Oh, okay. It's out there. And and, and it's, happy it's, it's funny to watch because it does seem like Snyder still isn't quite commenting on it, but. There were people in the know that said that he had tried to do more of a setup for Batman v Superman, uh, and then the studio was like, "No, it's got to be in one film." And so it's like, "Well, I can either do no films or I can do this film." And then you had the you know the Snyder uh, extended cut that's only on the Blu-ray, which is what he wanted in the theaters versus what actually was in the theaters, right? It's a better version, but it's still not a great it's still version. Not great, and, and and whether that's studio interference or just 
you know, him being polite and saying, well, this was my vision, this is what I wanted to do. I, I don't know. No, it's 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 what we've talked about time and time and time again. Because Warner Brothers yeah. just does not understand their intellectual property. Because it's well documented. There was a lot of interference on that film. It's now just like really coming to light how much they interfered yeah, with that I film. Mean, I think I've told post, you that- Post Man of Steel. It was just like, okay, great. Now we've got this going. This is what we need to do. And he's like, no, not yet. Yeah. Nope. I think I, I think I've mentioned it on the show before. One of the reasons that Lex Luthor is so weird in that is because originally it was going to be Lex Luthor teaming up yeah. with the Joker. Yep. And then they hadn't cast the Joker yet. And so they said, well, just give Luthor all those lines. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Chris Terry is they're going, all right, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'll make Luther crazy, I guess. Oh, that explains so much about that. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't yeah. aware of before. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy when you, you start delving into a lot of the stuff that went on with that, the making of that movie. And, mm-hmm. and just, I mean, I got to give him credit for even finishing the film. Because yeah. I mean, well, that, I, and that's I, that's often that is often what a lot of people say when they talk to other movie creators, yeah. and they're like, "How? Why don't you criticize the bad movies come out? Why don't you? Why don't you stand up more well, and I say?" Mean, and they go, they go, because we know how hard it is to yeah. just <laughs> fucking well, finish a movie. Raimi yeah. has even Sam Raimi has even said Spider Man Three got so far out of his control that he just. He just kept going with it, and he was like, you know, maybe it was his own ego, but he just felt like he couldn't say no. It was like the studio was like, "You got to get Venom in there," and he's like, "No, Venom's not the star of the show." He's like, "Well, you got to do this," and and he's like, "Well, you know, I can work all of that together." I, he's like, "I can, I can take everything they're telling me to do, and I can just do it." And he now admits, it's like it got so far out of his control, he probably should have put a stop to some of this stuff, and didn't. And we got what we got mm-hmm. <laughs> in the theaters yeah. and on and on home video. So yeah. we need a geek shock cinematic universe. There you go. <laughs> Anything else, Kirsten? Uh, that's what I, that I don't it? know. Does that doesn't that do it for the for the time being? There is yeah. one thing you didn't mention oh, that uh-oh. I saw in the news, dude. Oh, sure. They're making an Attack of the Killer Clowns video game. Oh, geez, somebody sent me a link to that. Yeah, I don't know who did that. That's all I know. There's a game no, coming, yeah, and I'm going to play that. it. Yeah. I that's actually, one of the best I, movies. I have to apologize for missing that because I actually I'm a subscriber to Brandon Tinold on YouTube. He does these hilarious bad movie reviews. Um, and he actually put up uh, in honor of the announced game, and he he's done doing a, a video review of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the movie. But uh, so I did know that the game is out there. But yeah, I I don't know what in the hell uh, that's all about. But we're getting a game. Yeah, that that's really all we know. And I will have you know that two things: one, you and I both worked with one of the Killer Clowns. At Star Trek. Oh, shit. And I had him sign my DVD and everything. And as I'm moving into the new house, uh, I found my DVD. And we're putting all our DVDs in, in, in in their place. And there's two rows in our little cabinet for DVDs. And you get DVDs in the front, like the important ones. You know, you get Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and so on. And then the the crap in the back, like the little one-off movies. I don't know why we have the DVD, but we have it. Mm-hmm. And Deb put my Killer Clowns. From outer space DVD in the back. So when she was gone, I moved things around. I yeah. put it right in the front. That that and knowing how that'll affect Deb, 
it serves her right. Right next to bad Santa. <laughs> She's just going to see that, and it's going to ruin, literally ruin her day. What's <laughs> your crap in the box? <laughs> What's your crap in the box? Really? <laughs> What's your crap in the back? Write to us. Comments at geekshockpodcast.com. Uh, <laughs> What's your crap in the box? <laughs> uh, we also, again, want to thank our uh, Kofi members. Thank you so much for helping us uh Keep go, keep this podcast going after all these years. Uh, I, I, I was recently it was recently brought to my attention that so many that started around the time we did have completely faded away. Uh, it's because of you that we're still doing this, mm. that we still enjoy doing this. It's your well, fault. I don't know, yeah. Man. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's <laughs> your fault. Yes. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah. seriously. Matt, except um, for Matt, who's just here for the paycheck. And all of our listeners. Not- <laughs> Wait a minute, you're getting paid? No, shut up, Kirsten. You weren't supposed to say anything. Damn it. And not just our Kofi members, all of our listeners. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Yes. Thank you so much for spreading the word, continuing to spread the word. Pyramid, don't and- do that obelisk stuff. Pyramid, pyramid. No, no, no. We're, we're not a trickle down. We're a grow from the bottom up. Okay, an inverted pyramid. You get four friends and they get four friends. <laughs> And eventually we'll have one listener. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. And thank you again to Kingvald for subjecting your child to this noise. Yes. That's a that's a thank you for future stuff oh wait 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 let me do my nor- your norway yeah. no my norwegian, norwegian child crying what the hell is that i don't know and in no particular order thank you to Ezreal 175 multiverse tonight king vault again Stephen bit now we're not thanking steve biggs he How just dare you. that's it jacob floor that's right take Damn your soul take your crap and go home <laughs> <laughs> the microscope mad martron uh elena sour maddie d scoop bucky mike hoffman aaron esque uh minty scoop mama ninja scoop major met now let's not thank him richard bruins <laughs> scully chad wilson ambivalent hoax and everyone else for being a kofi member there's a my sour, favorite people. Sour Maddie D. There's I did not know that. D, yes. That's actually funny. Yes. Yeah. Sour Maddie D. Boy, it, the, the, the Geek Shock uh, Army. Yeah, dude. Well, the, and that's a like an ICS uh, yeah. connect. That's yep. That connection is. Uh, we're still there. Thank you guys for porting over from over that. Since our version of comedy uh, well, not necessarily is now over, but now also different, listening to, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, very different. You know, now. We're, we're apparently very different from the ICS that a lot of people originally came to Geek Shock for. So, Sour Matty D is a banana pudding tier one member. Wow. We're just going to single you out. That's all right. Yeah. Thank you. And until next week, I am 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Mad. Larg. Special guest star, Professor Biggs. And now you get stabbed in the back and you (gasps) fall over (laughs) while the police squad music plays in the background. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Steve Biggs will be appearing at the Star Trek convention as... My just some dude as myself yeah, yeah. With, that's michael kane since, since i won't be there the same day frakes is going to be there and, and since they have the mask mandate i was like i'm shaving uh, <laughs> they did. you look like a baby's butt i am a baby's butt <laughs> um yeah if you if you're at the convention you see steve make sure to buy him a shot of fireball indeed and you can just throw it at him 
Glass <laughs> and all. <laughs> wow. Light it on fire and, and I, then throw it at him? Yes. It's yeah. an actual <laughs> fireball fireball. Yeah. Flaming lips fireball. Sadly, it won't just take me out. It'll take out the entire room. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's your DNA. I, could, I cast fireball fireball. <laughs> oh, shit. It's fireball whiskey on fire. <laughs> My one kryptonite. At least it's tasty. <laughs> Can I just say oh, what is pisses it? me off about the Dungeons & Dragons trailer? Oh, here we go. Is the fact that the already? fireball comes down and the dude stops it with like a shield. Shield doesn't work that way. Neither does fireball. Oh, Wait. it will now in 6E. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the movie or are you talking about the He's game? talking about the movie. Talking about the movie. Oh, they'll, okay. they'll let that tail wag that dog. Well, we, we know that you already are going to hate this movie, so I don't I'm going to hate watch it. Surprise. Oh. But I like <laughs> David Wayne's in it? Dude. Dude, I'm I'm, I'm Jeremy Irons. I actually no. saw that and got, you know, mildly optimistic. And so It's not a fireball. I, I, we don't know what it is yet. I mean, granted, all right. We, we now we know in one D and D, druids will be able to turn into owl bears. Uh, uh. <laughs> Tell me, you, me, and and Meh aren't going to go see that and be like, uh, oh, that's not how that spell works. That's not how that spell works. That's not how that spell yeah. works. But at least you uh, and our head. you and I will have had a couple of drinks beforehand. Oh, so. oh, qu- quite. Yeah. yeah, we I'm actually. Com- I'm coming with you guys. We actually uh, have to make the big uh, gaming outing. Steve, you got to come up into town for uh, for that because but we won't talk during the movie. What's the release date? We'll know. we'll just humrumph and and squirm in our seats. <clears throat> we'll I didn't that. get a harumph from you. Harumph. <laughs> and then after get the governor harumph. Oh, in, I can see the credits start rolling, and then just Barry says, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> That's not how it. That's not how it works. Oh my god." Hey, you know, got a D&D. We got a D&D. We got a D&D baby over I know, here. Goblin Holy man, baby. Goblin. Sex edition is bullshit. Everything new is terrible. <laughs> <laughs>